This is NRL Boom Rookies. Hello everyone and welcome to this week's episode of NRL Boom Rookies. My name is Dale and I'm your host as always. Alongside me, it's the cutest man in the room, it's Matt Bungard. Hello. Uh, and it's the most engaged man in the room, it's Mitch Doyle. You are well, technically the most engaged. engaged. Congratulations, mate. And the most engaging. <laughs> yes, congratulations. Yeah, yes, well you. done. Good, uh, good long and happy that. life to the both of you. I enjoyed drunk dialing you at one in, one a.m. when I found out you're engaged. Yeah, good moment. Second in at Canton once again. Person to call me first and didn't care. He didn't care with international charges. I hung up on him at first. I was like, man, I'm not picking up your international phone call. And he, he called again. Why did he just Facebook call you like because a normal human being? Technology Sorry, scares I you. said like <laughs> a normal human being, <laughs> yeah. and that was my first mistake. He's the man who wants to throw his phone in the river anytime he's had three beers. <laughs> he is fearful of technology. Yes. He's one of those guys like would never actually put it, probably never bought something online ever because he doesn't put his, his credit card information. No chance he doesn't. He just want to put his address yeah. in there to start. Yeah. Um, how did you do it? I mean what, do you mean, what do you mean, how did I do it? Well, proposal. Okay, well, we're, doing, we're doing proposal story time, aren't we? I did it. Um, we're in this island in Malaysia called Langkawi, and it, it's a bloody paradise. Like, it's at that perfect point of like, it has tourism money, but it's not been ruined by tourism yet. So like, all the locals are really nice, and they just like want to impress you, and you want you to enjoy your time, and they don't really see you as like a dollar sign yet. So that was really good everywhere we went. But we like had dinner at this um, restaurant like in the rainforest, like, on a balcony. You can kind of see the beach and whatever. I had dinner there. And she actually got an ear infection on the AirAsia flight over who were, who were terrible, but whatever. I'm not going to see the Windjammer Airlines. We all Windjammer Airlines. The Jetstar of Asia, everybody knows. Well, I mean, they you have to rent the blankets. What? I did not know Like, Because she hasn't got a credit card, right? Fair enough. She, Budget Airlines are just the she, Yeah, and worst. it's like international flights. If it told you when you're booking the flight, you'd probably tick that box. A dollar for a blanket. Okay, a dollar of my $500 flight is nothing. But when you get on the flight and you don't have a credit card, so debit card doesn't count. Yeah. She didn't have a credit card. She asked for a blanket. They said no. And then she asked for water and they also said no. You've got to pay for it. And then she's like sitting there and, she, and she's quite small and, and she's five foot and she dressed for like summer and she thought she got a blanket on there. She like chill, freezing the whole flight. At one point, I actually begged them for a blanket and they still said no. And then by the time she'd landed, she already had an ear infection pretty much. She had it that night. All right. Never, but anyway, she had an ear infection. We're at dinner and... Um, and we dressed up really nice too on this on this island, and you know it's just the week after holiday, so it's just after peak period. And I'm in a suit jacket and cream pants and a nice shirt, and she's in a really nice dress or whatever. And the other people around us are in like their classic, like I'm in my joggers and my Hawaiian shirt or my sandals with socks and Hawaiian shirt or whatever. So the waiter thought we were like the high rollers, sucker, was like <laughs> kissing our asses for the whole time, expecting a huge tip. And I just kept saying to Anastasia, no matter how much I tip this guy. He's not going to be impressed because like, I'm not giving him the tip he thinks I've got. <laughs> Wasn't impressed. But anyway, the sickness really hit her at dinner. She was all right during that day. And she was having like the pa- paranoid, an- anxious thoughts like, well, I'm so sick. He won't propose to me. Like, why would I? I'm a sick piece of shit. Whatever. I don't deserve it kind of thing. You know, people have paranoid thoughts. So I had a plan on like, we'd go down to the beach after it or something, you know, we'll go for a walk. We'll do it private somewhere. And I'll just, you know, we both know the engagement's coming with the, with the nature of long distance. But because she was sick, she just assumed it wasn't coming. So we're just walking down, and we had to go back to the hotel. She was too sick to keep going. And we're walking down from this like uh, rainforest uh, restaurant in the hills and uh, down a uh, concrete path, and she's in front of me. And I don't remember everything I say. She remembers it. And as we all know, I'm a bit long on the tooth, so I turn her around and to give her a bit of a speech. But I said to her, like, 
something about like on the wedding day they talk about sickness and in health. You know, we'll do sickness and in health when we get engaged, and then she just like bawled her eyes out. Oh, <laughs> that's Aww. nice. Cry for a long time, and then I she says it's from happiness, regret maybe. But <laughs> um, that night, time will tell. You've seen the photo of Bungard. I can't share that one around much. She doesn't want me to, obviously. But that was the best photo I got that night was her bawling her eyes out. But next day, we got some nice photos. But yeah, it was a good weekend in a, a really nice location. Mm. Didn't watch any footy. That's why I didn't come on the podcast. Probably so. for the best. Turns out yeah. only one of you at you that table what? was the baller. Well, I, yeah, I watched, <laughs> um, I watched the Titans-Broncos game in the, in the airport on the way back. I mean, <laughs> what a way to come probably back. been a better week to not watch any footy. Yeah. Because this yeah. round was an atrocity. It was. Yeah. Anyway, let's move on from my 10-minute engagement story. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for asking. Everyone's got it. And <laughs> surprisingly, only like three and a half minutes. Well done. Yeah. I'm, I'm uh, proud of you. Anyway. I love the like, obscure Broncos forwards of the 2000s. He would have talked for an hour and a half, but like one of the biggest moments of his life, three minutes. Hey, I can yeah. keep talking, but people don't listen for that. <laughs> All righty. Tell me more about your cream slacks. Yeah, I'm, I'm all about the cream slacks. You two both own cream slacks, yeah, as we saw last slacks, week. Uh, I'll, show you, some, I'll you, show you some photos. You two look like bloody Tamworth divorce lawyers. Well, yeah. You know, best tarot cash. <laughs> <laughs> oh, got, uh, Country road rolling deep. Uh, right. All righty. On to the footy. Yep. We have to. West Tigers 28, North Queensland Cowboys 4 at Leichhardt Oval on Thursday night. Yep. Uh, Robbie Farah balled out, and the Cowboys should go home and never play footy again. Yeah, nice nice little sort of um, throwback game here. Benji and Robbie, probably the two best players on the field. And also them dishing out an L to the Cowboys. Yeah, big throwback. Big vibes. throwback. Um, yeah, you know, emotional week. Uh, I think, was it Farah's obviously his first game at Leichhardt since he said he was retiring? Yeah, he's got one left, doesn't he? Second yeah, last round. Yeah, right. But, um, you know, great, happy for him to get a try and, you know, yeah, just more of the same from the Cowboys. They're just not there at the moment. Yeah. Um, most impressive, like, for me, for the Cowboys, obviously, Tamalolo, huge, but, like, just shut down. Like, the whole forward pack, like, A, didn't turn up, and B, whoever did got shut down as quick as. Like, Tamalolo had, what, 153 metres or something like that. It's low for him. N- none of their other forwards had 100. Mm. But yeah, it's the... Um, he, he start, it's because of, like, Ethan Lowe leaving and a couple of those other guys regressing or getting old. It's almost clamor on the Knights vibes from him at this point. Yeah, true. Definitely, definitely. Um, but with with this game and the previous week, stuff like this is why Michael Maguire is a quality coach. And what I'll go into is like, you know, there's been teams do have bounce backs and win games or whatever, but he gave that first squad, he had belief that that was going to be his team. And he gave he had patience with that squad for, you know, 20-odd rounds. And then he hit that bad loss a few weeks ago, and that's when he drew the line in the sand. And he's like, that's it. You know, you guys, you had your chances, you fucked it. We're trying something different. And then he's changed things, and now we've won the last two games. But that's the difference between, a, to me, a quality coach and a poor coach, is that he had what he thought was his best side, gave it a chance to see how it went. It didn't work out that he made changes. Not one of those coaches that changes the team every bloody week to see what, what sticks. He strategized throughout the season and made changes when required. And then they're sitting at this point now, they're in the top eight, and they have no right to be with how much of the scalar cap isn't in their first grade side every week, but they're sitting in the top eight and, you know, they might finish 10th or whatever. And I know it's a joke that they finish ninth or 10th all the time, but they can be happy with the season regardless of where they finish mine from here. Yeah, I and I think they're the, they're the team, them and, I mean, the Bulldogs didn't really show up this week, but we'll get onto that later. Um, sorry, the Bulldogs did show up this week. Uh, the Titans did. didn't show up this week. My apologies. Um, but them and, the, them and the Bulldogs, I think, will be... Like massive banana skins for the rest of the comp at this stage because like they the Bulldogs don't have much to play for but the Tigers the Tigers well, obviously the Tigers if they if they know that they aren't going to make 
the eight, if they get to a point where they know they're not going to make the eight, which obviously they're, they're not think, at that they're point yet. They're going to at least be in the contention well, they for the last but like this they, week. Yeah. They could genuinely ruin some I teams. can't see a scenario where they're at least not in the finals chat with two rounds to go. Well, they play the Dogs this week. Then point. They go to Manly. They play the Knights again, right? They're probably going to lose huge. to Manly. And then they host the Knights at Campbelltown. Yeah, big yeah, game. Yeah, and then they go to the Dragons, which but like it's SCG Dragons have checked out weeks ago. Yeah. And then around 25, I believe they play the, yeah, they play the Sharks at Leichhardt. The Dude, last what? It's but not you know, a tough run. You win three of those five, and you're probably a really good shot of making the finals. And you should win three of those games. You should. And yeah. then, you know, um, it would be the most tiger thing ever now to go to the Bulldogs and lose this week. But, but yeah, I mean, I mean, you know, they've been a valiant effort. And they put 28 points on in this game, 28 to 4. But their defence in this game, again, is what you can pride yourselves on. There's a couple of try saving tackles in this match that just aren't there in previous years with the Tigers. Like, you know, Luke Brooks stopped Kyle Felt, who's one of the best finishers in the competition. With a, you know, just all he did was slap the ball out of his hand. But there's effort plays in this team that you pride a good fo- football club on, which just haven't been there in the past. Mm. And the point you make about Madge, about picking his best team, sticking with them, he, he is, like, I know we've smashed him for it before, but, like, at least he's come far enough to realise that sometimes you do have to draw a line in the sand and say, yeah. these guys have fucked up too many times, I'm not going to give them any more like, chances. Obviously, he's had some changes. Every team has changed throughout the year because, you know, there's injury and whatever. He has had to force things like Luke yeah. Garner's been in and out, whatever. But, you know, it, that's the thing is that he has given guys opportunities and if you've taken it, you've kept it, you know. And he's given guys as well, if you've got an opportunity, what's your spot to lose? And they've lost their position. Like Robert Jennings, like he had that position for a long time to lose that and he's lost it. But, yeah. Yeah. One thing I did find funny in this game, though, is that... um. You know, as you, as we know, six interchanges is going to change the game of rugby league. You know, changing it from eight to six is going to bring back the little man. It's going to speed the ruck up, going to get rid of the rest. Is it too late for me to get an NRL career going as a little man? It's not. Oh, good. But I'm back. Tigers used six interchanges in this game, and oh. it definitely engaged the Cowboys' little man. Brought fatigue back for the cow for yeah. the Tigers. They were just up against it. You know, ridiculous. Can you use the JJ Water argument on Jason Tamalolo? Like the argument that you can't be the best player in the league if you don't play a position like a playmaking position purely because like you can be the best player on the field and your team can still get smashed because you can't influence the game in as many ways. I think it's a bit different to JJ Watt because like Tamalolo, I think he's in a position that he's allowed to influence the game more than what is. Yeah, regard, but I suppose, but and he he isn't he's is obviously still a fantastic player. But he's not playing as well he did the last That's two true. seasons. Tamalolo, uh, yeah, I think he can still be the best player in the league because. You can be a playmaker in rugby league without, you know, being the guy who throws the last pass. And Tamalo is that kind of thing. Yeah, if you get me. But and I, I guess they did have Jonathan Thurston for like his whole career and yeah. had several years like this. They so. did, but they have got like in this in this one of those games. I really like Jake Clifford as a pro- prospect, but I don't know if it's because he's young or because this is what he is. But he had about every four or five weeks he has an absolute bloody stinker, and he had one in this game. And I'm hoping it's something that'll come out of his game, not a part of who he is. But he was pretty average in this game, and then. This is this Paul Green. Rugby League's past Paul Green as a coach for mine, and this is one of the examples. Is He's playing his team like it's 2010 still, and it's like, you know, you don't get four tackles to set for a set play in the NRL anymore. The Cowboys almost every year have the most tackles in opposition 20 because they take four tackles to run a set play and try and score. And with Scott Drinkwater in this game, now he's got a guy he rates as an attacking outlet. They ran the same sweep play to him like seven or eight times. And I know they probably should have scored all three of them, but variety in attack, that's how you win rugby league games now. Like The Roosters or South or you know Storm, all the good sides don't sit there for four tackles waiting thinking when they can score. It's almost every other tackle, I think, what's the opportunity when you're opposition 20? Mm-hmm. When can I, what can we do here to score? It's not, you're not four you're not, hit-ups yeah. and then spread. You're not, you're not setting up... Like I know that obviously we, we, we talk about like repeat sets and things like that, but also um, 
like I mean, even to the point where you've even to the sorry, even to the point where you're, you know, you get to the end of a set, you want to you want to keep the ball for as long as possible, or you want to score on that fifth play. Yeah. But also, you've got five equal equally good chances to score. It's not like you're setting someone up, for example, like a bowler in a test match where you're talking one or two or three no. or four overs or a session. You're you're pinging away at a particular spot, hoping to get you know get one off to first slip or something like that. You, you in rugby league, not necessarily dependent on where you are on the field, but you have potential to score off every play. Yeah. And the and the more time you leave there, if you're set on the goal line like the Cowboys are often hmm. for the set plays, the more set the defense is. Like you know, when you have an average tackle on the goalpost from say Joshua Guy's playing on a slowest play of the ball, the spread is right. And the guys out on the right, uh, you know, Shane Wright, uh, Tom Opacek, Kyle Felt, Scott Drinkwater, and none of them really goes to the line. But you're not really falling for a Shane Wright unders line. You're not really biting on that. You're not really biting on Opacek line either. It's nothing. It's just mediocre backline play that they run all the time. And the weeks they seem to win games is like when Asiata, for example, just does what he wants. Yeah. And Paul Green screams at him from the box. And, like, and they have, like, the, the, the deeper you go into the set, obviously there's only six tackles. The deeper yeah. you go into the set the fewer opportunities you have to make that set play work. Yeah. So, like, you can run that set play on the second, and then it may not work, but then you get 30 metres downfield, and then in the third tackle, they're going, holy shit, what are they going to do on this one? Yeah. Whereas you get to the fifth, and they're going to be like, cool, they're going to either dribble it in, or it's going to be a chip. It's going to be like one of four things. Yeah. But they're impossibly boring for a team yeah. that has, like, Drinkwater, Felt, Hess, Morgan, Clifford, Maguire, McLean, yeah. Tamalolo. They are impossibly boring to watch. Like, they have such a great roster, and they just play such shit rugby league. I mean, their yeah. back line is... Pretty putrid, and they, they sh- like they're still going mean, to cause like they can do a job over the coming weeks. They're going to, but like they just because there's, the forwards are too good. But the forwards are great, but their backline's probably what bottom three in the league. Yeah, it would be. Yeah. I think the the Dragons backlines are worse than the comp currently. Yeah, but like Drinkwater's a handy pickup. Felt's a great winger, but Hessen Opacek is centers and Talangi, who you know, young player with apparent potential, hasn't looked like anything either. But at this point, how many at backs with potential have the Cowboys cycled through that? It's got to be more than Where just Gideon Gellamo's been uh, reserve grade, Java Bowen reserve grade, and Ali Tuala reserve grade. Are the Cowboys the anti-Storm? Yes, <laughs> they have no no good. Tuala was yeah. the one I actually thought might be something, and yeah. just hasn't kicked. He hasn't, and then yeah, as you said, anti-Storm. Then all these all the other young players they let go. We've been through this before, but Billy Kickow, yeah. you know, Brandon Smith, and the likes, Reese Martin, whatever, go on to flourish elsewhere. But I think that's enough time on this game. Yeah, <laughs> all right. we're going to have to come up with something to talk about there. What's your favourite uh, Clint Eastwood film? <laughs> Alrighty, uh, New Zealand Warriors 12, Canberra Raiders 46 at Mount Smart Stadium. Uh, speaking of the most fun rugby league team, the Raiders. Mm. Um, wow, this game was just completely cooked. Yeah, I just can't help but feel the game turned on that forward pass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, up 18-0. That forward pass that was from Hodgson to Croker. I mean, at least, at least, I mean, we, we all saw... Uh, Kearney giving the team the spray and the kicking the towel and all that kind of stuff. I'm just really glad that made a huge impact on their performance in the second half where they only conceded, what, three tries instead of five? I mean, that kind of inspiration from a leader like that, you, I mean, it's, it's rare to see. The Raiders in this game, very pretty. Very pretty. I think this had been coming for a while. Yeah. But it, you can't really... I mean, the, the injury to Nicarima really not not helping the Warriors in their quest for a W. Yeah, you're probably right, and uh, I mean, and it's good to see. And this is like probably the one thing with Souths that I'm not sort of the one thing that's sort of making me a bit skeptical about their chances of winning the comp. And it's a thing that we've seen from Canberra a couple of times now, and Lewis is in the Storm and Manly is really running up a score mm. on the opposition, which Souths have only really done what once this year, and that was against the Broncos. Um, but yeah, Canberra needed a win like this just to absolutely you know belt someone to pieces and score some sick tries. 
And they did. And they did. And and boy, did they. Uh, good good on them rubbing salt in the wounds with having Cia Soliola take the last kick 15 minutes after the final siren. Big fan of Channel 9 crediting him with three conversions, yeah. by the way. <laughs> did enjoy that. that. Uh, yeah. Raiders, though, fantastic. Warriors, not so much. Well, I mean, the best news for the Raiders is that they played like this... And then Leilu was back this week, yeah, apparently, like, after being crazy. out for the season. It's fantastic news. And then now they've got like, players have played so well. Kotrich comes back as well. Mm. And now you look at like Bailey Simonson has been well above any expectation I had for him this year. Yep. And, you know, he's probably going to lose his spot. But it's fantastic for a Raiders side that, you know, a year or two ago, everyone's thinking about where's the depth. If they're in a, in a, they're in a world soon that, you know, Simonson and Oldfield are still, you know, not making their best 17 with how they're playing. It's, it's great for them. But I do, I do have questions over... I mean, we were very wrong about Jack White, and he's been sensational at six. Yes, agreed. I do have questions over their, their decision to move Aiden Caesar on this off-season and bring in George Williams. Like, I know I'm an unabashed Caesar fan, but he's at that age now. He's, you know, 27, 28, and he's just been good every game when he's played this year. And it's like, has he hit that age where, you know, we find it often a half just clicks and matures. You know, he's not going to be the best half in the competition, but could he be a top 10 half, potentially, half back, you know? And it makes me wonder, like, at the point now they're going to let him go and the league's going to let him go to gamble on a George Williams when Aiden Caesar's finally put it all together. It just, um, I'm not sure if they'll regret that decision. I hope they don't. But I also hope someone else in the league picks him up. I was going to say, there'd Caesar's be a few teams in the, in, the, in the competition that he'd get a start for. Yeah, yeah, like, I can think of at least three. But, mate, he's not 21. He's not exciting. He's just good at 27, 28 and going to give you a few We've seen years. this before with, like, um, Tyrone. Like, you know, guys who aren't flashy or young Yeah, Blake Green when he left. Passed by. That's just it. Exactly right. But, yeah, the Warriors, like, that's a team that, you know, after they've decided it's the referee's fault last week, their season's over, they killed it themselves this week. Like, there was no there was no fight in that team from the kickoff in this game. They, they've packed it in for their year. And, like, just... I mean, you can't smash them for... You know, Fusatu is injured and Patch Herbert's injured, whatever. But it's just depressing when you see Warriors back line that's got Jared Beal and Blake Ashford in it. <laughs> yeah. It just is. And we all know they're a big man short. And Toe Harris being out isn't nice. But there was a period of this game that the middles they had on the field was Josh Curran, uh, Bunty Arfawa, Jazz Tavanga, and then Carl Lawton's at hooker. And it's like, mate, what do you, what do you think's going to happen? You're going to get flattened by anybody with that middle on the field. Mm. Particularly a Raiders pack that's been running downhill for about two months now. Yeah, exactly. But just a, conf- a confusing side. And like all the, all of their yardage and meters comes from two of us, Shek and Malmalo, and then nobody else. I mean, can't, such is the mood at Raiders HQ right now, Mitchell, that at 6-0 in this game, when I sent my customary message to Nick Canton <laughs> saying the boys are home, he didn't even... Didn't even... Didn't buy it. Didn't buy it. was like, yep. Probably. Yeah, <laughs> he agreed. <laughs> and they were. But yeah, Raiders with the blood in the water are just fa- a fantastic watch, eh, aren't they? That's mm. it. Uh, alrighty, moving on to the second Friday night game. Broncos 4, Melbourne 40 at Lang Park. Um, do, we, do we have... Yes? Good? No? Do we? Darkness, oh. I'm sorry, Mitch. The calming sounds. We haven't heard the sound of silence again. in a while. Yeah, it's mm. for the best. I mean, we contracted probably should have done it a few weeks ago, but I don't think I was on. No apologies necessary. No, no, no. Um, look, do we have to talk about this? Yep. Yeah, yeah. So I wasn't here last week, but I mentioned on Broncos Weekly that the Broncos were playing short-term rugby league, and that That's was a that great term, by the way. That you know, whilst they were winning games, the way they were winning games wasn't sustainable for success in the long run because you know what they were doing, and they were relying on their pack murdering other packs. 
second phase player. The halves are virtually uninvolved in the game. They were responsible for creating, responsible for that or anything. It was like, Pat's got to roll this team. We're going to offload and then build for the stags. And you can go through, you know, short periods of that working. And the primest example of that ever working was like when the Eels went to their 2009 They just like, Fui Fui Moi Moi throw every offload ever. They played to the middle. Hayne was on the form of his life and they had two passengers in the halves of Robson and Keating. Perfect. That's when it works at its greatest. But even then, it didn't work for very long. It worked for half a season. Like The Broncos playing that for a four or five weeks, it was a matter of time until they played a good team and got found out. And this is that game. I mean, I think anyone could have picked it on the calendar. The, ter- the Storm loves Suncorp. The Broncos aren't good against them at Suncorp. The only losing record the club has... The Storm came up there and smashed him from the opening, you know, kick off dead by Cantoni Staggs. Oh, that was bad. And it was just no contest from that period. But the problem you have then is that the forwards actually, like Painhaas and Lodge and Sim were actually pretty good in this game still getting smashed. But there's no one to put a good kick in and turn the momentum from the halves. There's no one taking control of the game when it's Jake Turpin and Darius Boyd playing in the six and in the, in the, in the seven. You know, Darius Boyd's now played five games in the six and he's been out-touched by Matt Lodge in three of those games. And that's just not good for anybody. People think because he's out of the way, hiding at six now, he's not a problem. He's still the biggest problem in that Broncos side. He's not as embarrassing as when he was at fullback. He's not making missing tackles like he was. He's not putting those terrible efforts in on kick returns and similar. But he's still the, by far the biggest albatross in that team. And it's going to be the handcuff on their success over the next, you know, maybe 18 months. And in this finals run here, you know, they have every right to make the finals. I don't believe they will. And uh, it's going to go down potentially, you know, 10 wins... 13 losses and a draw was the Broncos' worst ever season. And I think we're probably heading for, this, for the same kind of record. I mean, you know, we might beat the Cowboys this week, but we have to play Penrith, uh, Parramatta and South in a row in, in the middle rounds, all up at, in, in Brisbane. But, you know, you, Penrith are fighting for the eight. Parramatta are a better side than us. South are a better side than us. And you've got to win three of those games at least to, to make the finals with... Um, with where the Broncos are sitting, which is a point out of the eight currently. I just don't see it. And then over on the Storm side, like, what can be said about the Storm at Suncorp? They probably could have scored 70. I, I was genuinely concerned, though, that they were going to put on more points, too. Like, 60 dead, dead set looked like it was on the card. Every time they got the yeah. ball in hand, they were just, at, like, at will. Because didn't they have... Was it Olin went over on the left-hand side and got called back for a forward pass? or got, Oh, no, it was, maybe it was inside the 10 or something like that. But, like, yeah. every time they were in the 20... It's like, oh, cool, points. Um, yeah, save that in my left. main, send that in my brain bank. Yeah, and you know, I'm a, I'm a Katoni Stags fan, but this is one of those games that he just they got on top of him and he didn't know how to respond. He was very often he was he was in too narrow, but his shoulders were to the outside, and it's like, mate, you like, what are you doing? Mm. <laughs> like, you've already shown you your position with where you're standing, and then yeah, they went went around him often. And there was some, quite a few line breaks that they didn't score off, which is rare for Broncos because Milford just like got in, like took on Vunivalu, which was nice, but like he did a decent effort at the back there. But forty is almost flattering for the performance of this game for me. Also, just to to hark back to uh, shout outs for big men running at fullbacks, mm. Corey Thompson tackling Tamalolo. So at least yeah, he slowed sure. him down. Top top effort. Hey, you got the last try, Mitch. That's yeah, so technically, that. I think you won. But yeah, True. but okay, for the last four games in a row, five games in a row. Sorry. So talking about how the halves are lacking their involvement. You know, you generally want the halves to see the team around and go to the line often, right? In every single one of those games, the Broncos halves are combined for two times going to the line. The last five games, just twice. Is Adam that Reynolds, good? no. It's oh. not. Reynolds is like ten times a game minimum, kind of thing. But like. Two times, both the halves together. That's just... It, it worries me when you scroll through the stat sheet, and I know that you're talking about hiding Boyd 
but like yeah. hiding him at second receiver seems a little bit yeah, strange. Yeah, hangs, ha- hangs out down short sides and takes some dummy half runs occasionally, but like, you know, they're not going to the line. They're not doing any of the kicking. Or Turpin's doing some of it and it's just not good enough. Mm. And then, yeah, as I said, Boyd's touching the ball, what, 19 times this weekend, 17 times last weekend, as opposed to Milford's last two games at 5'8", which is 64 touches and 46 touches. That's crazy. Very close. So, yeah, you know, it's just one of those things like, I know they're trying to make to make the finals this year, but if they're playing as Darius Boyd at six again next year, it's like this is just not conducive. I'd be to looking success. for a to- I'd be looking for a taller and it's building. Just, it's been covered up, and fans are buying into it. Covered up by just how good Payne Haas, Lodge, Payne Guy those have been, mm. and, and Fafita. But you know the that's not going to last forever. Like again, if they, if the team doesn't totally roll another pack, we don't win games. It's pathetic. Yeah. Mm. Uh, alrighty, speaking of. Pathetic. Uh, Manly Warringah 30, Newcastle 6. Sorry to do that to you, Harry, but, you know, this is the world we live in. Nice work, Jesse Ramian. Yeah, good yeah, work. You idiot. I mean, it was clearly he, he was the unhappy man. That's the that's the truth. Well, I was just really glad that they got the shackles of that off for this game and really took it to Manly. Um, Ruben Garrick's try in the corner. Best put down of the season? Close. He's been so good. Like, I can't I, explain it. Yeah. like um, I can't explain most things about this Manly team this year, but, yeah. That's one of the most surprising. Look, as somebody who did pick them to be in the eight, yeah, but like you can, I didn't you can kindly shut up. Like, I didn't expect Squad them to be in the eight on the back of like. <laughs> I didn't expect them to be Ruben Garrick and Brad Parker playing like career best footy. Yeah, yeah, and super team, the team, super they're, team. They're playing so well. There's enough credit to go around with the players or playing so well. Like Joel Thompson's having a great year. Sirenin's having a great year. You know, it's like most of the team are having fantastic seasons. Like, well, Moses Suli resurgence. Like none of this. Yeah, yeah Moses yeah. Suli, Moses Suli comeback. Right. Who saw that coming? But yeah, the, the Knights forward pack's embarrassing. Like, there's it three is. origin f- pa- forwards in that pack. Stop with that. <laughs> <laughs> That's it, but... Cease. Are you being... numbers today, right? And I did like... So I looked at 100-metre games. So how many forwards in every pack's had 100 metres in a game this year? You know, so it's like... Oh, you know, for the season total, for example, Rabideau, 77 occasions of forwards cracked 100 metres or more. Pretty good. You know, and... So they're third in the comps. Sharks are first in 81, whatever. Most of the comp, he's like... Eight or nine teams, about 70 or more, a few drop down. And right down the bottom, the Knights, 39 times in, ni- in, in what, 19 games. It's not good. Yeah, and then if you take out the so biggest... So assuming Clemmer got that. So I'm taking out... So then what I did, I took out the biggest earner of all of them, but the guy who took, had the yeah, most yeah, yeah. of their 100-meter games. So you take out the top of the Sharks, and from 81, they've still got 70, got 70 times 100 meters made, for example. Rabideau, 77 drops to 64. Still, still bigger than Knights' entire pack. You know, then you take out Clemmer for the Knights. They go from 39 times and made 100 metres in 19 games in the pack to 23. Okay. It's pathetic. Mm-hmm. And then three of their four games since Origin, only Clemmer's made over 100 metres. And I know it's not everything, but rugby league's a yardage game. It's about getting, like... You've got to get the ball to the other end. It's a field position game. and get the ball to the other end. And when they haven't got yardage from almost anywhere, and then you've got, like, like nobody in the pack really turning up outside Clemmer, it's just not going to lead to winning rugby league games and you look over at the at manly side and whilst people think in their head oh this is you know you could probably look at both the squads and say oh you know knights are four good players manly have four good players you can probably think you know same kind of foundation but the difference is like you look over at the night the, the manly side and you're getting 153 meters out of joel thompson for example mm. you know 100 meters of Finu off the bench, 140 out of top to full, 109 out of park, 127 out of Sully. It's everyone is not to mention in. their second best prop for Newell Blake it's is great. better than far better than any Knights forward yeah. bar Clemmer. Mm. Yeah, and then you look across the Knights side and it's like, oh hey, Clemmer's doing everything. <laughs> uh, David Clemmer had more post contact meters than five Knights forward had meters. Yeah, <laughs> like that's embarrassing. Good. And you know, we've been through this so many times, but from where they've been, 
and where they are, with, with, to not make the finals from where they were five weeks ago, is pathetic. And not to mention, obviously, having to jettison players next year. But this was their peak of this rebuilding period. This was the preaching patience to the fans. Yeah, and that, now, that peak was finishing tenth in a comp where there's only five good teams. Yeah, now Ponga wants one and a half million a year as well. That's, oh, good. That's a lot of dollars. I mean, he's worth it, but still, he's worth it. For them, that's for damn sure. I think he's obviously. Cottoned on to the fact that they're probably a spoon side without him. Smart man. So Got good advices. Get paid. But Can yeah, you it's actually him? quite hard to, to get a read on this game because this is one of those instances again that like the Knights were in it for 30 odd minutes, but once Manly went, got away, the Knights gave up. And it's hard to get a read on if, how good Manly were. Where have we seen that script before? Like, they just do it all the time. Yeah, it's frustrating. It is, yeah, it, as you said, it was 8 6 with half an hour to go, and they lost by 24 points. Yeah, and it could have been more in that period. But yeah, the Knights now, they, they play the, they're away at the Eels. They host the Cowboys. They then host the... So they go to the Tigers again. They, uh, they tra- host the Titans. And then the final round, they go to Penrith. It's the best draw of anybody, though. Like, they don't play oh, any of the Oh, I think teams. that West draw is probably easier. And there's going to be some dire footy there, though. But it's like they play the Titans who have given up on all, all, all forms of life. I know the Tigers <laughs> beat them last time, but the Tigers is a decentish draw if you want to make the finals. Yep. Hosting the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, going away to Para this week. Like, but they're not going to make it. They're not. I don't think so. No, me neither. Alrighty, uh, speaking of another team that's not going to make it, Canterbury Bankstown 16, Penrith 8. Which team are you talking about there? Both. Oh, nice. You. Um, the closest game of the round. Yeah. Uh, who saw this coming? <laughs> I had a, my guy at well, work equal next closest, to me. Um, but yeah. I'm pretty sure I predicted that you asked me, I think I said the score would be like 18-6 or 16-6. Yeah, or I think you did. Like, I just had the teams the wrong way around. Yeah, well. The guy next to me at work, like we both equal first round tipping comps, and I stupidly picked the Cowboys to try and win my comp. And he was like, nah, it's the Bulldogs. And I'm like, man, I can't lose my comp on the Bulldogs. I want to do it, but like, you can't, you can't lose your tipping comp on the Bulldogs. But he was right. And um, the Bulldogs don't do comfortable wins. But in terms of Bulldogs comfortable wins, this was one of them. They, they t- take a lot, took a page out of, the, uh, out of the Raiders' books and just defended for 75 minutes. Yeah. Like, I mean, the Penrith's goal line attack is just as bad, if not worse, than the Cowboys. Mate, they are formulaic to it. To the nth, and it is disgusting to watch. And people just stopped na- hammering Nathan Cleary because Origins ended, but he was disgusting in this game. There was that one set with like a, what, five or ten minutes to go on last tackle. He just he just threw it for a, to a four for a hit up, and they somehow got the ball back and offload, and he put a terrible kick in. And it's like, thanks, thanks, Nathan. Creative. But they had far more sets, mm-hmm. weight of territory. They made like five hundred more meters. They're against the, the team time. that's coming second last, yeah. mm. and they they should have won this game. And if Either of their halves could put a try on in this game. They would have won it yeah. comfortably. Yeah. Brent Naden bombed an easy try. He did. DWZ mm. was sick, though. He uh, had the revenge game going. He put a few big hits on and ran back hard. He, he was enjoyable. Good. Jack Cogger, is he good? What happened there? <laughs> I don't know. Scored that Scored that try under the posts? Yeah, he was. And then cro- scored that, so like through that sick pass is to Is he going to, to the Smith? Super League or did I imagine that? No, no. you imagine that. Okay, good. Brock Land went to the Super League. Ah, the other shit. The shit. Yeah, I know, it's hard. Mediocre Knights halves of the, of the last few years. But yeah, Cogger's like slowly doing some nice things and I'm very confused by it. Like, <laughs> I'm, re- I'm ready to accept that he might be getting better, but it's just, uh, it's just weird. I didn't expect it from Jack Cogger. Maybe he's one of those players that kind of needed to be given enough rope and at the Knights he never was. Yeah, he was always put under pressure because he, you know, he was potentially the next big thing. Well, he, and now they've now they've got him playing regularly. He's got a regular halves partner, and he seems to be learning the game. Well, he's certainly at the right club, yeah, to be to get time and develop. That's yeah. for sure. But yeah, um, it just Penrith really? is like you just have to win this game. Yes, it's, it's pathetic. Like again, we talk about the finals run you've got. 
They've they've had a blessed run anyway, and they still found a way to lose this. And they're four and against is disastrous, as we know. And it's just like oh Jesus, it's uphill not, battle it's, for them. It's uh, that's I've only just seen their four and against, and that is concerning. Yeah, well, they host the Sharks this week, and if Wade Graham's fit, they're probably cooked. They travel to Brisbane, then they travel to the Cowboys, but it's two back-to-back away games, then to the Roosters. Jeez, this and is rough. In the final round, they host the Knights, but they need, probably need four wins because of their four and against. Yeah. Other teams need three or so. They probably, they probably need four. I don't think they're getting it. No. Yeah. Uh, and it's the Tigers are you know as good of a chance to bottle the finals run as any team is, so it's definitely going to be down to the wire kind of thing, but... But at least the Tigers have got a coach who knows how to manage a roster into they, a finals They've got a team. better run. Well, they've got a better run as well. It's going to be very interesting with Penrith. Like, they win this game and they probably had a good chance of just locking finals up from there. Yep. You think it might be in a four, one to make your four and against healthy, but instead they go there and lose and just don't seem to take it that seriously. Mm. Alrighty, on to the last game of Saturday night. Cronulla Sutherland 39, South Sydney 24. Out at uh, the land that God forgot. Look, it's the Bermuda Triangle out there. You know, you can't yeah. can't expect to win you games. One, one point off sound of silence. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you were, eh? Damn. Did we set the bar at 16? I was thinking it was before. I wasn't sure. I thought it was 40 points. Yeah. Oh, I thought it was, maybe. I don't know. Either way, point. didn't get there. It's fine. Um, yeah. Can we play it really softly? No. <laughs> not allowed. Half um, volume. <laughs> bizarre game in the fact that Souths were absolutely horrific. And there were still various patches in this game where I was like, yeah, they could still win this. There was a, then we got back to 14-12. I'm like, you yeah. know what? They've been so bad. You'd be very happy with 14-12 or whatever. And then when Ken Murray scored, and then they immediately scored like two minutes later. To, to How end many... Oh, he's made so many errors in this game. It was absolutely putrid. It's a pretty bold statement in that if you drop the footy, you can't win footy games. I know yeah. that I'm... You know, this is groundbreaking research we're doing here, but it's pretty comprehensive. Yeah, it's um, it was just a bizarre game that like... It felt like any time the Sharks put something on, but the bunnies cracked... I mean, yeah. You yeah. were telling me before they only missed like 18 tackles, yeah, which it. is crazy for a team that conceded 39 points. They but. only missed 18 tackles, which is one of those fallacies of the old missed tackles. Only missed 18, but conceded 39 points. But that's it. Uh, obviously, you know, if everyone, every man and his dog's talking about it now, but Wade Graham was exceptional in this game. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, the variety he brings back to their attack when he's on there, he totally engages that left edge. And then, you know, with, with Cherry outside him, you know, obviously he finds a way to engage Cherry a bit more, but... He's passing with what created three of the tries that they scored. And it's infuriating. Talk- yeah. <laughs> it was so frustrating. Yeah, because it's when you're watching on TV, like it's oh they've given it to they've given it to Graham, here comes something, but the team can't read it when on the field sometimes. But yeah, it's just one of those things. This Sharks team, as we've said before, like if I sit down at work and look at plenty of the metrics in the game, like, you know, again their forward pack makes the most meters of the most hundred meter games. They they have one of the best goal line offenses, one of the best goal line defenses, whatever. They have all these indications of being a good side, except for the one that matters, which is winning the bloody games. Mm-hmm. But it's like, you know, they, can, they had that peer with no one can convert, but they've got Wade Graham back now. They're pretty much fully fit. I mean, I guess this is the side if they're going to play Ronaldo on the wing running into the finals, I guess. Thinks they're full strength team. It's, they're in the eight now. They've got an okay run. It's like this shark side might just be that dark horse people thought they were if they can put some games together like it this. It does start to seem that way. But yeah, not a, not the greatest night for Burns and Gagai on that right edge. No. No, a bit of uh, a bit of South Gagai was back. And I thought, I mean, I think your whole back line was pretty poor, but you were just, you know, not really in that game in terms of, you know, the, 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 the South, sorry, Sharks seem to score almost every time they crossed halfway. But yeah, I thought your back line was pretty thoughtful. I thought Dewey was all right at fullback couple of good early reads. 
But yeah, um, Sam Burgess, underwhelming upon return. Only, only carried the ball five times for 40-odd metres. You know, and he got got his early rest. Cam Murray was exceptional and, and, and worked hard. But just South... I don't know if you're worried, but you're obviously not stoked about... <laughs> it hasn't not. been great for the last two months or so since they had that like seven game winning run or whatever it was. Well, yeah, and, and you're Sam's have no bird just going forward. For well, yeah, he's going to be out for another weeks. couple of games, yeah. which is not great. We kept thinking, oh, look, South will go through here, pick up wins, that's fine, and then come end of year, the form will turn. They'll get all the boys back in the form will turn, but it it hasn't really turned yet. Well, I guess, but I'm still not worried. But I definitely think we are deservingly fourth favourites or maybe even fifth favourites at this point. Yeah, yeah, I mean. You know, you, you obviously make the finals, but top four, you know... I'm starting to worry. I mean, this weekend is storm? absolutely gigantic. This weekend is huge uh, for for um, the top for four. all four of those teams. And mm-hmm. South play Canberra and the Roosters again later on. So, you know... Do you play Canberra? I thought we did. I no, we I don't think you up. do. I think you're done, you're done with Canberra, aren't you? I swear you we got the Bulldogs, up. 22. Broncos around 23. Warriors, 24. And Roosters at the end. Oh, okay. Roosters. We don't. But yeah, we do play the Roosters again, so... Hmm. But yeah, it's um obviously you want to finish in that top four and get that you know se- the, the the second life after that if you if you lose week one. But it's interesting with that form. I mean, <sighs> thirty nine points for anyone's not good. But and going to the storm the week after you're going to be tested. But no, Sam Burgess hurts. I don't know. When's Alex Johnson back? Do we know? Not soon enough. Mm. Dewey's all right. He's but- all right. He's doing a job. Doing a job. Alrighty, moving on to not doing their job. Eastern Suburbs fifty eight, Gold Coast six. Um, if I was this bad at my job, I would be unemployed. And uh, by the looks of things, some of these blokes will be later in the year. Yeah. Gold Coast, not good. What a pathetic rugby league club. <laughs> They're a joke, aren't they? Like, we, we talked about this off mic, and there's one thing that shits all three of us and a lot of people who, who watch sport and, you know, read sport and all that other kind of stuff, and it's people being like... Oh, you know, they're near, they're there or thereabouts. They're they're a bounce of the ball away. They're they're so close. They've got all the pieces. They just got to put them together. This team suck. Yeah, like, they're terrible. Straight up, like there's no sugarcoating it. We can't be like you know they're there or they're about. Like they are not. I mean, since they had those two years when they made the top four early on, I think it was oh nine ten. Yeah, or and 10, then they 11. got the spoon eleven. Yeah. Mm. Um. <laughs> since twenty ten, they've made the finals once. And yeah, that was, and then they you they know. made it because Parachate the cap too. They oh did, yeah, true. They lost more games than they won. And Parachate the cap. Trivia: Who was the only Gold Coast team to win a trophy? I have no idea. The you know? Sevens team. Well, Dundale. Do you remember what they were called? Gold Coast Giants. They only existed for like four months. So this guy bought the old Seagulls license and they were called the Gold Coast Gladiators. Gladiators, that's yeah. right. And, they, and those... they won the sevens and then the ARL took their license away. I'm still not sure why. And then the Titans, uh, the Chargers were born out of the ashes. So yeah, yeah. that's what, that's where we're looking. They had a terrible logo too. It wasn't very good. Not very good. Very I, I do think I'm surprised. Like, I went away and the Titans made a good decision. They hold Rook. I think it's a good appointment. But mate, this... This team, you know, they quit on Brennan. They got Brennan punted, and they've been worse after he's gone. Like this is disgraceful. They cheated. The, they cheating the fans and that club on effort. It's not round twenty five, and you packed in. You packed it in round nineteen. You've accepted. You've accepted the wooden spoon. Mm. You know, mm. if they they go out and want some of these games and they turn up, maybe they can fight off the spoon. But now they're they're two two losses clear at the bottom. Four you know, points and from the Bulldogs. Safety. Yeah, and the Bulldogs are you know fighting tooth and nail every week to to avoid that spoon. And, you know, that, that squad's probably worse than the Titans squad on paper. I know games aren't played on paper. This is a disgraceful effort. And, you know, they, like, Ash Taylor comes back into this side and it's not his fault they lost, but it's like there was no verve from the team. Like, oh, Ash's back will lift. It's like, you know, one guy put in, maybe two. Like, Jack's, uh, sorry, Jay Whitbread sogged his guts out. 
Jai Whitbread, sorry, I want to play in Jai Whitbread. Sogged his guts out. Mo- Moki Fodawaka sogged his guts out, and that was like it. No one else mm. gave a shit. Uh, Roosters were great. Scored some brilliant tries. Fantastic. That that cronk try was. They didn't have to do anything. Yeah. <laughs> I know, but they still scored some really awesome yeah, tries. They were great, but funny. there was like they were doing they were doing that kind of stuff like, well, we can try this because why not? Yeah. <laughs> like some of the tries I can see, it was like they went, went through through their hands. They didn't create a single overlap, but the Titans created it anyway. <laughs> Thanks, guys. We're gonna play inside the scrum lines. <laughs> hey, thanks. We're just gonna throw yeah, the ball they're, wide. They're cool. An absolute disgrace, the Titans. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know what the answer is. Um, there, was no, get, there was no Michael Gordon revenge game. No, they don't get yeah. anyone if just scrutinies they deserve down here because they're, they're not a Sydney club. But they're a, they're a disgrace. And the Fuck, Roosters, if they were, they'd be getting called wound, get wound up. Yeah, really. Exactly, 100% they would be. And the Roosters, you know, fair play again. They're missing, you don't notice it, but they're missing three or four quality players and they still can steamroll anybody, like anybody on their day. Mm. I know I said that it was a training on Titans didn't turn up, but... You know, that's that's it. you got to win those games and win them big when you're competing, competing top four and four and against most likely. Mm. And the big four and against boost, so what have they gone up to now? They're what? They're above the Raiders. I think plus 192. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're essentially the a win ahead of Souths now. There's yeah. no way yeah. Souths are bridging 100 points they're not. in five games. Are you playing the Titans? We do not. It wouldn't matter yeah. at this point, mate. We'd scratch out an eight-point win over the Titans. <laughs> yeah. I think that's what happened earlier in, in the, the year, way. actually. Hopefully they've re-engaged Cooper Cronk's form, though. That was nice. He had a good game. Hopefully the Titans have mm. given him a boost. Uh, big shout-out to Brett Morris for try 150, the 12th player to score 150 tries. Yeah, hat-trick in, what? What, 12 minutes? Yeah. Something ridiculous. That's, Although that's, that's a, a pretty impressive... 21 um, minutes or whatever. I can't remember. How many guys did you say are on that list, Al? I think 12. Jeez. Yeah. I mean, uh, they did look like they were going to score 100 points. Would though. you say that anyone that scored over 150 tries could consider themselves one of the best no. wingers to ever play the game? No. Oh, what? Why? Why? Well, they know one of the players on there, and he's not. Nathan Blacklock never scored 150 tries. Hasm has got more tries than Nathan Merritt, so that does blow my theory out of the water somewhat. Mm. Yeah, there you go. How many drop goals does he kick, though? Exactly. Yeah, that's mate, the real... Sneaky member of the 100 try club, Matt Rogers. Really? Mm. Yeah, mate. Well, there you go. Great player. He's like the original... Oh, he's just a footy player. Like, play yeah. him anywhere. <laughs> Side note, GI retired on 149. Sad. Oh. He's, he's going to be the uh, similar to the Benji, that, the Benji that stat that we were discussing. Uh, I guess if you count at Origin, he's got 200 and 210. <laughs> 250 so. or something. <laughs> uh, all righty, in the last game of the, uh, last game of the round, uh, speaking of teams that have checked out, St. George Illawarra 4, Parramatta 12. When the pimp's in the crib, ma, drop it like it's a hunt. Drop it like it's a hunt. Drop it like it's a hunt. Alrighty, so uh, d- tough, tough one to give this week. Tough one to give. Uh, best play of the round and worst play of the round simultaneously. Mm-hmm. Uh, Paul Vaughan playing with a dislocated shoulder, literally collars. Finger. F- sorry, <laughs> finger. My apologies. It's the uh, it's the shoulder of the hand. Uh, <laughs> uh, collars a bloke uh, like a, like a child running away from a playground, and uh, and then holds him down and gives away a penalty, which really took the game out of the team's. Team's yeah. grasp. It was it was a hard game to give week to drop like it's hump because most of the games are blowouts. Brent Naden probably the other contender. Yeah, but yeah, the fact he does repeat offender tackle, as well. But then like holds him down, holding his hand out so he gets penalised, <laughs> and then they kick the penalty goal to like seal the game. Holding his hand out so he can get medical attention. Why not just back up from marker and then run over to the doctor? Yeah, anyway, uh, this game's not very good. No, it wasn't. And speaking of, I was talking about those forward packs are disappointed and not enough 100 metres, blah, 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 whatever earlier. Saints. The Dragons are second last in all those things. We bad. Just about the Knights. Like, well, that's a t- thing. This pack, you know, as we know, last year, once they had uh, DeBellin 
fit and able to play, and they had Lisa Armel in there, one of the best packs in the competition. Yeah. But you're on to this year, and Frizzell's been in and out with fitness issues. Uh, Blake Laurie, whilst a good prospect, isn't ready to carry a large load. Yep. James Graham's hit the wall. And yeah, Paul Vaughan is like the, the mind standing alone in terms of his form and performance. Maybe Luciano Leilua off the bench the last few weeks, but just terrible. <laughs> yeah. And it's, then you listen to the coverage and they're just blaming Ben Hunt again, who like, you know, oh, I know we've got a segment called Drop It Like It's Hunt, but let's, come on people, let's reel it in. <laughs> Not everything is We've, we've created this beast. Yeah. But like, he's just getting hammered, pillar to post. But yeah, this wasn't a, a crash shot game of rugby league. Um, there were a few, you know, there were a few highlights. Um, Michaela Ravalar were being confused by the concept of gravity with the ball 15 metres in the air and just deciding to walk away from it. Uh, that was fantastic. And also uh, he, him somehow like wheeling in the ball from a kick one-handed and then catching it and passing it forward to himself and then running away with it. Did, did not quite understand. Excellent piece of athleticism and brain deadery in the space <laughs> of about 15 minutes. But as you say, like it's very confusing to see a team that really on paper has decent potential just once again munted up. It's it's as a, as a fan, as a Dragons fan, it's extremely frustrating to watch. It is, and they're gonna you know they've lost Widdop this off season, and they you know the word is they might be blowing the squad up, and it's like mate, you know, it seems a bit excessive. The guy, yeah, the guy in charge <laughs> probably should be be going with that if you ask me. He like, should be blown up. That would be the only way. He's not the only person who's in charge of recruiting and retaining the squad, but this is his squad, you know, and the players he selects. And, you know, at some point, you can't keep being the players' fault. Uh, Over on Parramatta's side, though, like, you know, I've spoken about it before, but Mike Acevo having an absolute cracking year. And, you know, if it was a year without guys like Payne Haas, he probably would have been a lock for rookie of the year. He's terrifying. He is. But this is it. We're talking about meters earlier from forwards and all that kind of stuff. When we spoke about it last year, you know, the, the Parramatta really relied on semi Radra in 2017. And they've been desperate for a prop for a few years. And last year they went to the season. They didn't find the big fella they wanted. Mm. And then also they had their, you know, their wingers were what Bevan French and, and Bevan French ended up getting dropped too. But they had, you know, Robert Jennings, sorry, not Robert Jennings, uh, George Jennings play on the wing, uh, Josh Hoffman play on the wing. They, they, you know, they went through those kind of guys and, they end up having, you know, not much yardage coming from their wingers. And then they bring in this year their big signings being, you know, Blake Ferguson and Junior Paulo. And then they also bring in Mark, Mike Acevo from, uh, was it Penrith last year? It's, you know, they've, they've changed their fortunes in terms of their yardage game, you know. So this year they're 8-2 when the wingers make over 300 metres and 3-6 and six when they make under. You know, they're, not every team is tied to their, their yardage from their wingers, but Parramatta seem to be. Because even since the start of 2017... They're four and twelve when their wingers are under two hundred meters, but twelve and five when they make over three hundred, and that's just because they haven't got dammy statistic. Yeah, like they haven't got yardage across the field, but they've just found a way. We had it with Semi, and they've got it now. That they start their sets really effectively with Fergo or Sevo, and you know Fergo might be out now, but Takarang did a decent job of this game. But Sevo's like coming into his own as the weeks roll on. He's not no longer just a yardage guy; he's becoming more damaging with the balls. Well done the other end, and they've done pretty well with the. The bits they kind of picked up over the off season and sit pretty well coming into the finals. I don't know. I think they might, you know, if the Sharks' form continue, they might be the seventh best team in the competition, sixth or seventh. But from where they went last year to now, their fan base should be stoked. And, they, know, they, the point you make about Sammy making lots of meters, Channel Nine literally said on the broadcast this week, "Who does that remind you of?" It's an easy comparison. To it make. is. Yeah, but come on, let us make it ourselves. How about okay. how slow Michael Jennings is now? The yeah. guy runs like treacle. He does. He does. But yeah, uh, Dragons are another team that's like they just people, they know their use over. They're waiting for the year to end. People people pumping up uh, Jason Sarper running past him 
Like as I yeah. said, the the guys he he's on the treadmill. Well, yeah, Saab's raw. You know, like I know rookies are going to be raw. You know, coming in, but there was that Ben Hunt kick across the field that should have been a try. Saab should have been in support. Yeah, it was a perfect kick, and he wasn't there. But, and know, Hunt that, turned around and gave it to him as well. Like yeah. sometimes you got to cop that. You got to you got to learn, mate, and he mm. will learn from that. And so you know he's at the period now they've they've got time to learn to develop. But they're lucky the Titans are cactus because they're two they're two wins off last. Jeez, and if the Titans got their boost. They could have been spoon contenders, but they're lucky they're not. You know, because they play the Titans this week, which could have been a spoon bowl, but I don't know. I don't think the Titans are going to turn up. So, mm. uh, alrighty. Speaking of next week and teams in contention for the spoon, let's pick the game: North Queensland versus Brisbane at Townsville Stadium. Brisbane, just to keep their season alive. Yeah, yeah I'll, I'll take Brisbane as well. Two teams will eye on their pack. Utterly, utterly boring. Otherwise. I think the Broncos pack will, will probably roll over the Cowboys, maybe. But it does come down to the uh, selections this week. You know, the Broncos, Tom Dean got injured this weekend, so I'm not sure who they'll, if they'll still go Turpin and Boyd. But I'm, I'm going to pick the Broncos with little confidence. That's how we like it. Uh, alrighty. Where are we? Sorry, guys. Uh, Friday, 6 o'clock at Mount Smart. Uh, Warriors versus Manly Warringah. Uh, moving on. <laughs> yeah, across the board. Uh, Manly for me. Uh, alrighty, the Friday night game is Panthers versus uh, Cronulla Sutherland out at Panthers Stadium. Hmm. This hmm. is where the good games start. There's a couple of decisive games this round. Yes, this is one of them. Yeah, I'll take Cronulla, but this might actually be a good game. Well, Kickow's out for this game again, isn't he? It's his second game out, I believe, or my or I, or I miss his other suspension game and just forgot because I wasn't here. I think you did actually. I did miss. You know, he's back this week. <laughs> yeah. You, yeah, but yeah. Yeah. Kick, kick out and uh, Wade Graham on opposite sides of the field, right? Because that would be they opposite. Yeah, they they are opposite play sides. Yeah, I was going to say, like, you know, that's a lot of their offense runs to kick out, so yeah. that'll be healthy for them. But I do think that if the Sharks, you know, have their full strength side, you'll have Wade Graham playing like he like he has been when he's been fit this year. That they'll um they'll win this game and probably end Penrith's season doing as such. Oh, the salt is going to be delicious. Uh, give me Cronulla as well. Saturday afternoon out at Cogra, it's in Georgia Illawarra versus the Titans. No. Make it up to your family day. Don't yeah. watch this game. No. Uh, Alrighty. No Moving on to uh, the Nuevo Parramatta Stadium, Parramatta versus Newcastle. This, I think, is going to be a cracker. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm going Nui. Sorry, not Nui, Para, mm. convincingly, at Bankwest. I'll say Parramatta as well. Why do you think this is going to be a cracker, Delroy? Because both of these teams have the potential to be good and terrible. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Fair enough. It's it's science. Yeah. Uh, give me Parramatta by 13+. plus. Uh, moving on to the Olympic Stadium just down the road, Canterbury-Bankstown versus... What? Just play this as a doubleheader. That'd be sick. Yeah, I agree. Canterbury-Bankstown versus West Tigers. They missed a trick there. They did. The Tigers. Stupid. I'm picking the Tigers, but this is definitely the West Tigers thing to do is go out and lose this game. Lose this game 18-12 or whatever. Yeah, that's... Yeah, <laughs> give me give me West here, but I think you're right. Eighteen fourteen with two Esan Masters missed conversions. <laughs> is he Sli- and bias kicking now? Isn't he? Yeah, yeah and bias kicking. I don't know. He's going to sl- slip one from. He's going to slip over twenty meters out and three meters to the right. <laughs> uh, righty, Sunday afternoon. Surely, surely the game of the round. Canberra sure versus about that? Eastern <laughs> Suburbs. I'm doing the yeah, match previews. You sure? Uh, at at Bruce Stadium in Canberra. I really want to get God's down country. to this game, but it's a Sunday. And I know, so I have to work. I don't want to drive down and drive back on the same day. Don't do uh, that. I just had the last Monday off, kind of next Monday off um, as well. So. I'll be doing the City to Surf on Sunday and then posting up somewhere to watch both of these games because yeah. it's going to be the best Sunday, maybe ever. This, this is the best ever. that I can, well, I mean, I can think of in a while. I mean, how often 
through. I mean, I'm. We've I've had a couple times. Definitely cannot be fucked to go back and check, but like. You'd be hard-pressed to ever get all of the top four playing each other on a Sunday doubleheader. You know what they love? Especially this late in the year. The punters love Sunday afternoon footy, right? Only and they've like effectively got Sunday, Only like but they effectively got Sunday afternoon finals. You get them late finals. in the year often because they'll generally, generally try... Like when, when the, Not on Sundays, though, When the man. four good teams are like yeah, you know, Brisbane, Cowboys, Storm and Roosters, they stack the draw to have those games towards the end. Yeah, but they didn't pick Ro- the, the Raiders and Roosters to be Not on Sundays, though, is what I'm saying. Yeah. Mm. Also, Brisbane never play on Sundays. Yeah, I know. You get that one game a year. Yeah. Uh, it's always against the Titans yeah. as well. Uh, so I'm going to probably go the Raiders. Ooh. Down there, get on the bandwagon. I'll tip the, the Roosters. I think the Roosters, for me, um, I think it'll be tight, but I think they got a bit too much quality in the halves. Mm. Uh, and the last game of the round, as we said, the best Sunday afternoon of footy of all time. It's South Sydney versus Melbourne at Gosford Stadium. Yeah, that's right. Why? Uh, I don't know. Why, but, um, Why do this? South. Storm. So- so we don't know yet, but I'm hoping that last week's hooking of Brody Croft wasn't just because they were trying something out. I hope it means this game will start with Hughes seven. I Kaplan disagree. Housing I hope one. that it doesn't mean that. And <laughs> I've been saying it most of the season. I didn't. I had them picked as a Melbourne team that will lose a prelim because I just didn't think they had the next extra gear. But I think that kind of change. I might actually go back to me thinking they're competition favourites. So I'm hoping they make that sharp. And uh, I picked the Storm either way, but. Hope Pappenhausen starts at fullback. I think either way he'll probably get named on the bench this week because that's what Bellamy does. That's my hoping. And Sam Burgess is out, right? Is yeah. That, is, that, is that it? Yeah, he killed a guy. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. I don't think it was that bad. But he's just got so many carryover. Yeah. He really does. I don't think it was that bad either. And it wasn't necessarily that bad, but like he took him to the ground. I mean, it, and Moylan should have gone off for the head. head yeah, that, that was, was, that I mean, was shocking. Moylan, when he, uh, I can't believe Cody Walker didn't score then. Accidentally kicked it dead. <laughs> hey, we've been calling for kicking the ball dead for the last few weeks. Yeah. So. Mm. Okay. Randra trying the chip and chase. Oh no, it's Simi Radradra. Radradra's away. Simi Radradra. Oh, this will be interesting. Oh, yes, it will. Yes, Simi Randradra. Oh, he's absolutely buried. News time. Do we have any news? Is there any um, news? I was looking for... Qu- I forgot news. I was going for questions. You're all over the shop, mate. I am. One week off. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's, we already kind of touched on them. We touched on Ponga's deal. Do we want to talk about that? Yep. We may as well. What's uh, the what's the uh, what's a good word? You Steve? just forgot a segment of the show. <laughs> I did. I love it. To be fair, you guys weren't <laughs> picking games while I was away, so yeah. We did so we did it at least once. Well, yeah. that's good. I was gone for eight weeks, but you know, uh, Ponga dollars. <laughs> so we don't know if it'll happen or, or how true it all is, but apparently he wants one and a half million dollars a year upgrade. So he's already got two years on his deal, plus he wants that another two to it, one and a half million a year, so six million over four. That's, that's a lot a of smart, money. That's a smart bit of business, though, from him. It is smart for him because, I mean, if you're going to play with that team, pay me. Yeah. And I think they kind of have to. I can't, I'm like, I'm usually in the basket of, like, don't overpay someone, let them go. But, like, the Knights cannot go from what they went through to, like, then saying, okay, you know what, Kalen, that's a bit too much, bye. And also, I don't think that he's not going to get paid that elsewhere. Like, I mean, if they, if they extend his contract... So it'll be it'll be f- the the six million would start from next year, right? So obviously they 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 
Yeah. Anyway, we're back. <laughs> oh, God, these these blokes distractible. The ashes are on. Oh, apologies. Um, you're watching. You're listening to this on a on a Tuesday. So if you're listening to this, Australia's <laughs> won the first test. So yes, <laughs> and the ashes have been called off. Uh, yeah, like that that new contract is going to start immediately, like yeah. from the start of next season. So th- their options are save nine hundred, however many grand, over two years, and let him go because he's not going to stay. If yeah. I don't think if he gets this, he's not going to stay. Or pay him what he's uh, what he's worth, and just take the L. Like he's only going to get better. Well, yeah, it's as one a of those things. Like, is you just seen Rami and goes, you know what? I want that money. <laughs> Top me up with the rest of that. But no. Um, <laughs> what if you just gave me all of his money? It's but he's basically just gone over. He's in the in the poker game of life. He's just taken Jesse Ramian's chips and said, Jesse Ramian, you can leave the table. Are we talking about that as well? We will. We'll go after yeah. Ponga. But I think they kind of have to do it. And I know you said another club would pay it, but I'm telling you, another good club isn't paying him that. True. Probably not. He's, he's a brilliant player. He's though. a brilliant player, one of the best young players we've seen. But he still has holes in his game to iron out, and mm. there are a lot of them on, on the defensive side of the ball. I mean. We saw what he did when Benji scored last week, screaming out of the line for absolutely no reason. Yeah. This week didn't get where he let to, he did the classic thing on to power where he just slapped him with a hand to let him run past him, that kind of stuff. It's like if you want to be the one point five million dollar player, you'll get run over by Marty to power. I'm sorry, yeah. you get um, away. But, both James Maloney and Sam Burgess going to the judiciary tomorrow to try and get their charges downgraded. So yeah. both facing one match bans. I didn't realise that somehow Sam Burgess does not get suspended if he gets it downgraded to a grade one. Yeah. He just gets a fine. And yeah. um, Maloney's tripping is being suspended. Again, I, I, uh, there's consistency of all this. No, those those guys me. are both carryover. That's yeah. why like, Maloney mm. wouldn't get suspended for tripping, but he's just done everything too too often. Um, but yeah, the other other people talk about too. Like in the end, Ponga, like they just they have to do it. But yeah. it's they have to pay him that much. Like they probably find a difference, but like they have to. They can't let him walk out of that building. I agree. Yep. And on the nights, Jesse Ramian, go on. Now, some things I won't, I can't say on the podcast and won't say, of but, but like. There's obviously like the the team are off him in the back room and there's small field stuff and you know lack of commitment things a lot of that stuff's kind of come out you know question and Rami signed there for Undersley signed so early and to live near his daughter and all that kind of stuff whatever but for mine you just have to work it out you just have to it's only been he's been there for 20 weeks and you're letting a quality player walk out the door and you you just we've been to this before there is weekend warriors in, in any successful team you figure a way for it to work out and they just haven't done that and I just I can't get behind it. And the, again, the same thing when the Broncos let go of James James Roberts. It's always, oh, he can't defend, people say. When has Jesse Ramian been a bad defender? We had like one bad defensive game. This is the guy that like for three times he's taken the troll on, he's shut him down one-on-one. Hmm. Defense is from the middle out most of them. He's been good. Like He hasn't been great this year, but he's a talented player and I just don't let him walk. Again, he's on a decent contract. Too. I don't let him walk out the building for nothing. Yeah. I think that like if he's going to go anywhere, you've got to... You've, you, I mean, if you can't work it out, you've got to at least try and make it work for the for the club. Like you try and get a player out of it or something like that. It's just gone, yeah. No, just but yeah, you, you know, you can't, as you say, you've like, you've been married for six weeks. What are you doing here? Yeah, and a lot of it, the stuff has come out that it, that's, that that has happened. He has hit the sharks up. He was hitting the sharks up. Said he's underpaid there, and I don't know if the sharks will actually take him back because they've already got about seventeen hundred centers. But you know, obviously, wants to get paid more. And like, if I put myself in his shoes, like fans are attacking him, and I get it. You know, hungry, hungry, whatever, whatever. But like, everyone at that club is getting paid, and I'm playing. Yeah. I want to get paid too. You only have one career, but um, yeah, I think it's just weird how how it's happened and the timing of it too. But whatever, it I mean. does seem very weird to kind of like they're they're on the precipice of potentially making the finals for the yeah. first time in what. Eight years or something ridiculous. No, twenty thirteen. So six years without yeah. finals, and he's just like, "Oh, actually, I'm not enjoying myself." 
Yeah, anyway. Uh, other news, Justin Holbrook going to the Titans. Mm. I, was, I was mentioning this earlier. Like I thought I'd appoint Kevy, and I was on that wagon the whole time, and I thought Holbrook or Dimitri was the right choice. I think Holbrook's a great, great choice, but... Um, God, he must be sitting at home in wherever he, he is in very hot, humid UK, <laughs> watching this footy, just going like, do I have to keep watching this on KO? Or like, can I just not right. watch this and turn up in the uh, turn up in Not the exactly putting good audition on for the new coach, <laughs> where they... He's, no, he's got three envelopes and all of them have got... Everyone's getting sacked. Yep. That's what's going to happen. But one of, the, one of the things you'll hear from coaches of coach in England... Now, fans in this in Australia overrate how much of the recruitment the coaches do. Like, there's people's full departments in Australia that do, you know, recruitment, retention, all that kind of stuff. But if you go over to England and you're the head coach, you actually are pretty much doing that kind of thing. You're basically the, 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 the GM. Yeah, you are as well. And that's... Holbrook's only been there a little time, but he would have learned a bit of, bit, bit of that business over there. And that's not too bad for the Titans because they need some of that kind of smarts in their club. And um, whilst they're not, they don't know if he's a guaranteed success, there never is one... It's just good to see when they don't go down. For mine, I like when clubs don't go down that classic path of like, oh, former player or whatever, reputation signing. It's like, you know, the Michael Maguire's and the Trent Robinsons of the world went through the same Justin Holbrook path of development and ended up where they did. Mm. And I know the Mick Potters of the world and Nathan Browns did the same thing, but Nathan Brown has always had the name value the other guys haven't had. You know, we're him opportunity. Whereas, um, so yeah, you know, for them, I think it's a good move for the club and... Where's Holbrook coaching now? Hull KR? You no, know, Wigan. 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 And they just, they're St. Helens. What am I saying? St. Helens. Like, here they, won, they just won the league leader's shield. So they're going to finish first. And then we'll see how they go in the finals. And obviously St. Helens is a good club anyway. But they were, they were sixth or something when he took over last year. And he's, and he's t- turned them into the best team over there. So that's not too bad. And again, it's not the hardest job turning St. Helens around. But, but yeah, we'll see what he's got. It's much better than pulling out Kevy Walters or Jeff Toovey, if you ask me. I did me. see a few fans that were very angry about them not appointing Kevy. Well, yeah. I'm just like... Broncos fans are angry about not reporting him for the Broncos too. That's true. Because we know who Kevy Walters is, mate. Who's this Justin Holbrook guy? Uh, other news out of the Super League this week. Fans punching people. But, yeah. Oh, Catalan's Ultras. Yeah. Uh, Cac- Warrington Ultras. <laughs> Warrington, Warrington Wire Ultras going into the uh, into the sponsor's booth yeah. at the at the Catalan ground. Ugly scenes. But we did get Kenny, ha- Kenny Edwards shithousery. We did. So, I'm, I'm here you know, for it still. I did not realise Greg Bird was still playing, by the way. Yeah, last... Uh, oh, he's, he's really reining it in, though. Yeah. <laughs> he, 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 by reining it in, I mean he's reining in several bottles of red a day. <laughs> looks of it. Um, but yeah, that was not very nice. Yeah. The Titans dodge. I was certain if the Titans signed Kevy, by the way, they were, they were definitely going to... Dan Gagai was like first signing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was certain Marquee signing Dan Gagai. And maybe... Um, he, um, loves, he loves Moses M by a turtle. Yeah. That'll be the first two. They give him like two million combined and ruin the club. But good. Good. Bullet dodged. Are you serious? Yeah. We're going to have any questions. Question one. <laughs> Paul Max 78 Are you guys still at Kenny Edwards podcast? Yes. Mm, yes. I am. I know. You know. It was yes, a bit shit to have a fight after the fans had a fight, and but that's the Kenny Woods way. <laughs> and uh, surprised he didn't get cramped during the fight. <laughs> exactly. Just to extend it. Just some foxing. Definitely <laughs> have some foxing during the fight. Uh, Pythagorean NRL. Which NRL fan base would be most likely to storm a corporate box due to rest faulting? Come on, Bulldogs. Yes. That's so th- and there's no there's no corporate boxes at Penrith, so it can't be there. But they'd be close. It doesn't matter. That's the easiest Bulldogs question I've ever been asked. Uh, Simone has got 393. He says, I've been thinking for ages why Bellamy keeps playing Brody Croft. Is it some sort of punishment still for cheating the cap? It's the only possible option. He's got to have somebody's nerves. It's definitely the biggest equaliser of the competition outside the salary cap is the Brody Croft handicap. Like, <laughs> <laughs> handicap, sorry. Oof. Clutching my... Yeah, I don't know what's going on there. Like It was quite funny because last year he wouldn't commit to him. You remember preseason last year how 
everyone was talking about next Cooper Cronk, all that rubbish. Yep. And Bellingham wouldn't commit to him still. And then he dropped him in and out last year for Riley Jacks, obviously. But this year, it kept feeling like, why is it still going? Because he looks so good when he's on the field. I don't know the answer because Bellamy's like right like 95% of the time. But I, I just hope it doesn't change. Uh, hope it does change, sorry. Uh, okay, next question. Regularly wrong, his handle is, who wins coaches' bull rush? So all 16 coaches yep. in a, get a game okay. of bull rush. Um, I can tell you he won't win. Stephen Kearney. Yeah, I think Kearney's a good shout. No, I reckon he might win. Oh, but no, yeah. sorry. Oh, that's my answer say for who will win. Wayne will not win. Well, yeah. Wayne's Wayne will disapparate. Uh, I think Stephen Kearney probably wins that one. Dean Pay probably still runs hard. But Ivan Kearney, Cleary? Kearney's in good shape. Ivan Cleary would cr- crunch and burn. I'm trying friend. to think who else could do it. Seawald has the weight. Mary as, Mary as well. <laughs> Mary. I think it's Kearney. Yeah. yeah. He still looks close to his playing weight out of all of them. Uh, people have changed their handles this week. Goddamn... Gunt t- Gunton. Okay. Uh, with the impending collapse of the Knights, will they have the balls to keep Ponga on a bump up contract or will they sit the last of the Pongs in the league? I think they'll just give him all the money. Ponga's not going to the All Blacks. <laughs> like, it's not, not good enough. I'll stop it. Well, it might be good enough. They're not going to pay him that money. That's what people don't seem to forget. The, wall, the All Blacks have like the two best full backs in the world in their sport. They're not paying him one Do they have dollars. Ben Smith still? Is he still yes. a guy? Really? Still a guy? Ben, yeah, oh, look like, at me. Rugby. They, they don't need him. That's what about Dan Carter? Like, when was the last time the All Blacks paid a league convert? Uh, Where's Marnonu and all this? Yeah, like, Marnonu almost went to league. That's the closest they got. They don't pay league players. They don't have to. They have such a development system, they don't have to do it. Well, Sonny Bill, but, you know. Yeah, but, they, but they, again, he went to France. Yeah, They true. didn't steal him. Like, yeah. Ponga could, might go to France for rugby, maybe, but the All Blacks thing is not happening. That's Where's just, Andrew Mertens? Coaching somewhere. Oh, okay. <laughs> He's not playing anymore. 45. Whatever. Yeah. And he might go, and if he goes to Union, who gives a shit? The next players will step up. Whatever, no, no one's worth bending the entire league over for. Agreed. His next question, when will the Knights get the credit they deserve? Well, I think there was a meme on on another podcast, not here, but Knights, um, yeah, they were, fans were calling out for credit when they beat like those five wins in a row. Look, the fans had a tough time. <laughs> they got a bit excited. And they, got know. A, they hadn't been to the Mitch Pierce like five good weeks f- phenomenon before. It happened every year at the Roosters. They just weren't paying attention. But now and it's happened okay. to them. And yeah, look, I'm sorry, but... There are all things we've done, and yet. we've spoken about this on the podcast, that we aren't proud of, and this is one of them. Yep. And his next question, is Milford a better fullback compared to Boyd? Well, that's obvious. <laughs> I know it's better for the Broncos, but he's a better fullback than Boyd is now. Mm. West's life pod. And NFL preseason has started. So a drop a random prediction for this upcoming season. His prediction is the Broncos are pretty good. Well, they do have the best quarterback in the league, so <laughs> they've well, got good, that You haven't got a quarterback. That is, that is, you have admitted that. Yeah, we though. have like six running backs, you so do. it's fine. <laughs> we'll be all right. We're going to break the all-time rushing yards in a season record. That's my take. I haven't done my predictions yet. Do you actually think that could happen, though? The what? Ravens could literally break the team rushing record of all time? I haven't looked at the all-time records to know. I don't think I need to. <laughs> yeah, because there'll be some ridiculous years, as we know, when they just, everyone just ran the ball a million times. But again, no one's ever done it when they ran... Everyone ran. Uh, have you got any predictions? I haven't got my bold takes yet. I haven't done my, my preseason um, packet. I think we're... I mean, it's not bold to say that the Ravens are going to have the best defense in the league, which they will. Um, yeah, I don't, I'm just trying to think of what's bold and what's not. Like, is, is me saying that I think the Bears will make the championship game bold? Yes. Probably not. Is it bold? Yes. Well, I'm, I'll say that. Yeah. Bears, Bears will make the, will NF- make the playoffs. There's my Bears take. will make the <laughs> NFC championship <laughs> game. And I said the Bears will make the playoffs. There we go. 
Nick Hampton says, are the boys home? Yes or no? See, even he's in on it now. <laughs> also, have you seen them lose from here? I haven't, Nick. <laughs> I have not. I don't remember this Raiders team ever throwing a lead away. He did, he did admit there with about, about 40 points or so with 10 to go. Like, you know what, boys? I don't think I have seen them lose from here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, this is, this is a very good question, actually. Pat Lawrence, 26. Who is the better Smith, Steve or Cam? That's a great question. That's a great question. Steve Smith's the second best Australian cricket ever. Cam Smith's the best Australian rugby league player. But again, mm. if we talk about like, well, let's forget about Bradman because okay, played against because again we have we haven't seen Cam we have Daly Messenger played against whatever happened. Let's yeah, think true, the last true. like forty odd years when we have not only do we have what we've seen, we have other people's rhetoric. Yeah, mm. they probably are the the two best Aussie athletes. Yeah, Isn't it just the most Australian thing that our two best male athletes are both named Smith? Yes. Is it interesting that they both cheated but only one of them gets called a filthy cheat and the other one's been like universally forgiven by the Red sporting damn public? Sean. Red damn Sean. Yeah. Uh, How about the bloke tweeting uh, Smith scores f- test in first ton uh, Smith Smith scores ton in first test back redemption in like yeah, mid December last year. Yeah, yeah, very good. It. Oh, but it missed me with the James Graham four hundred games crap too. People oh, saying piss off. No, I, I, I think it's something that should be celebrated, but oh, it's not. A, it's up. not three hundred. No, know? no, but it's, it's not. not it's not Ken Smith level. No, people no, talk about that of rubbish. Course. Celebrating fine, but people yeah. are like, where's the fanfare? It's like, well, because it's not throwing it in our games, and also. All your little asterisk warriors, you idiots who think Kansas don't count because he ch- they cheated the cap. So Helen's got none three times when James Graham was there. They Rip. don't count either then, you Also, heads. he... he, he Kansas yeah. morons. Dumb, dumb. Anyway, back to this. Steve or Cam? That's a very hard question. I Jeez. feel like I would say Cam Smith now because but Steve Smith still has his story to tell. We need five more years. But Steve Smith is in a sport with a much larger competitive field. Hmm. And he's the best in the world at that. And he had point. that. He went to that. The thing he went through this adversity here, going away for a year and not playing the sport for a year and coming back in this form, is you know obviously it's something special as well. And and the point that you make about Smith having also having gone through adversity, like as we all know, when he first came into the Test team, he was a bowling all rounder. He was, and now he's literally the best batsman probably of the last three decades. He's he's definitely like the well, it's not most unexpected, but out of, out of the box goat. Like Jesse Smith, no one, no one. Yeah. There's nobody in the world, or yeah. even Steve Smith, would have predicted this. Fifteen. Well, years a friend of mine did his all-time test team on Twitter the other week, and yeah. he he put Smith as his number four over Tendulkar and got heaps of heat for it. That's oh, classic. I cannot, I cannot believe. I cannot imagine how hot the takes have been from Indian cricket Twitter. But, but like, like, it's. I mean, the, cricket's a beautiful game in that it's it's not like league or soccer or whatever else where like you can't. Tell the whole story of stats. You kind of can tell the whole cricket, story yeah. with stats mm. in cricket. It's okay, he's supposed to average runs a lot of them, and he did. He does it the most. <laughs> and the, and <laughs> yeah. bowlers are meant to do the exact opposite, and thus there is harmony. And, and it's no longer know? like three years of form for Smith. It's years of form of doing this. Like, and he came back, as I said, came back from twelve months out of the game playing Sydney great yeah, cricket. In the Canadian Big Bash. I know. Play, played played yeah. Sydney great cricket against blokes. You know and, who who, who are. M- you know, Miss me subcontinental cricket in general. Your averages are broken anyway. All you do is play other shit. Oh, Marulli's the GOAT because he got 300 wickets against Zimbabwe. Yeah, Piss it's off. like, no. Mm. Come play some real games. Yeah. But he came back That's from it, 12 man. months off and absolutely battered England, who are, you know, one of the best test countries. But yeah, like, Sashin's one of those people, though. It's like, it's just like, you know, there's going to be, I don't even have to talk about Jordan or LeBron. There's going to be someone better than Jordan, but people who have been saying Jordan's the GOAT for 20 years will never say he's not. Mm. Yeah. The same with the Sashin people. We'll just never, it doesn't matter... Someone could average 100 again in the future and there'll be all the excuses or the game's easier, it's cha- whatever, all that kind of Someone rubbish. actually said that about Smith and then my friend replied going, 
uh, test averages across the board over the past few years have been the lowest in 60 years. It's yeah, actually yeah. harder to bat now than in the last like in yeah. the last 60 years. And but I mean, people was, don't care about. Obviously, that. it was harder to bat back when yeah. Bradman was playing. That's another uh, one. Speaking of, Jimmy obviously, it was Joe Root. Hard, harder to bat when, when Bradman <laughs> oh, was playing because he's immediately playing. referred it. Well, oh. to be fair, we have been umpiring this. <laughs> oh, mate, has the umpiring this series uh, in this test has been atrocious. They've if got about 15 LBWs. If it wasn't DRS, we might still be batting from the first innings. Here we go. Okay, look. We need to keep going. We, we can't just can't, pause we can't, for the we DRS. Can't, we're going to say this, this can't be ladies who like spin halfway through the yeah, halfway not. through the podcast. So we're going to say Ken Smith is the goat, but, but five, now. it wouldn't shock me if in five years' time, I think that's going down leg, boys. Yeah, so do I. Jeez, that's a shit call. I reckon that's is, definitely going down, down leg. Oh well. Come on, ump's call. Anyway, next question from Pat Lawrence. You have to bring one thing back from the glory days of retro footy. What is it? Um, fights. <laughs> yeah, that's it. It's not a, like you could say shoulder charge, but no, I actually don't want people dying on the field. But uh, I am here for... Oh, my God, it's a shocking call. Jeez, how's he giving that out live? That's I don't know. Anyway... That, that would have missed a fourth stump. Uh, uh, anyway, but I'm here for fights coming back because sometimes someone needs to get bo- hit on the bonds. Mm. That's it. Uh, striking in the scrum. <laughs> you see, they can't hook at the ball anymore. Oh, you know what the best thing ever is, by the way? Again, these old folks who want to bring the scrum back and they want genuine contest for the ball hate the one-on-one strip because it's different. <laughs> it's a genuine contest for the ball. Oh... I li- I li- we spoke about this on last week's show. I know that you wouldn't have listened because yeah. you were, you know, busy yeah, off in your own right. cloud. But um, like we spoke about this last week, how players have made an art of stripping the ball this but, season, and I love it. Well, I was shocked it didn't happen last year. And the best thing ever I've seen people writing about it, like teams even have calls for it now. What What do you think? Of course they have calls for it. <laughs> do you mean players communicate in a yeah, team sport? And they're like, you could wow. ne- who could have seen this coming? They never would have planned this out. I was like, no, I think it's pretty much exactly how they would have thought it would have happened. Mm. And I like it because like. We don't need, it's not a genuine contest for the ball, but respect hot possession. Okay? Yeah. Some of the strips this year, when t- some guys holding it as loose as possible two minutes ago, so bad. Mm. The loose one, I know the little one yesterday was like, the guy pretty much just gave it to him with two minutes to go. <laughs> Have it. Mm. But yeah, it's, that's good. Uh, next question, Mr. Estrable After, I'm sure it has been a depressing episode due to all three sides. Losing, Wayne's team's, Wayne's previous team and Wayne's third last team. Oh. At least Wayne's second last team is providing joys of being shit again. <laughs> it's true. True. And his next question, Hang Mary on. versus Brown. Oh, I was going to say, the Raiders. did the Raiders lose this week as well? Because that would have been all five they Wayne didn't. teams. Yeah. But no, they didn't. Uh, Mitch is back again. He said, Mary versus Brown. If you choose one of them to be your coach of a current squad, who you got? I'm going Mary. Mary's actually had I'm success. going Mary as well. <laughs> like, I mean, they've... Played some horrid shit this year, but like, I mean, at least they had a couple of years that they were stout yeah, defensively. Made and, the finals um, last year. They were good last year. I mean, yeah. Brown essentially every, basically every new signing they've got since he got there has regressed when they got their Clemmer aside and Ponga, I guess. But you know, every other person they've signed has gotten worse. So yeah, yeah. And they're um, he's going to be what is he almost at two fifty games or so? He'll have the worst record by, all time. by like not. And, and same he's like so in like Matt Elliott's second, and he's like a fair way ahead of Brown. Yeah. Uh, Crazy. Ladies who league, if you could bring go back in time and access anyone rugby league and get 100 percent honesty, what situation would you want the backstory to? Okay, what's that's the story a crack, you want? That's a cracking. You want every, want all the truth on boys. I, I you go you go first. Uh, uh, I mean, it's a pretty obvious one, but I would love to know how much Cam Smith knew about salary cap stuff. I don't care about what Cam Smith knew about the salary cap stuff. I want to know the bulldog story. 
Yeah, but none of the players knew anything about that. There was the, the Cam thing. Smith stuff. Were, no, the, 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 the I think the whole thing with the storm is that like Cam Smith knew everything. No, I don't. But, I don't want the. I want the Coffs Harbour story. Oh, that Bulldog story. Not a sorry. Not a, not a great. I story think you meant the Bulldog about. salary cap stuff. I was like, no, no. this place had any idea. No. Um. Okay, that's a that's a good shout. Mm. The, the reason why I don't care about the Cam Smith stuff is because it was so long ago, and that team's proven it doesn't really seem to matter. I know you can't ignore what they did, but it's like and Cam Smith knowing or not means nothing. Again, if I was at a team right, if my team was hitting the cap, and I knew. What do you expect me to do? And and also, like, they could be coming to you and saying, oh, we're going to give you X, Y, and Z, and this is... But this is... Like, we know that that's not how things work. It's we know that they're in the, ages of, in the age of agents, in the age yeah. of TPAs, and all this other kind of stuff, like, it's... I mean, it's not exactly murky, but it's not exactly... It's nowhere near clear. It's like, what, 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 what... I don't know what people expect... So if with me, what are they expecting him to do? To whistleblow. Yeah, good point. Because mm. everyone else... All the people, all the people I mean, it'll be the first time that Cam Smith hasn't whistleblown. That's true. Yeah. It's like, is he supposed to, like, just call up David Gale and like, look, mate... David, I've got a hot, a hot I, I news for you. I'm going to tear my club to shreds. <laughs> yeah. Do you have one, Dale? Uh, the mergers. The mergers. I really would have liked to have known, because I know that there was... I remember there was... When Cronulla came about originally, they, they took a lot of players from St. George, and there was a lot of animosity and all that other kind of stuff. But, like, how close were they to being, for example, the... Cronulla Steelers or yeah, the Illawarra yeah. Sharks or you know where they were going to put, mm. put put Wests and Penrith together or how that originally worked and who made those calls I, I think that would be in- not necessarily 30 for 30 interesting but yeah. interesting at least another one I have is well I mean love to know the, obviously I'd love to know the full story about Alfie coming back to play that origin yeah, game was, yeah. um, and another one if you wanted to go way back in the way back machine I'd love to know everything about that 1909 grand final yeah yeah, that's a good one. Mm. Well, other ones, I would say, like, I want to know the, the truth with the Sharks' Asada stuff. Yep. And, uh, you know, around that time also becomes with the other teams that were doing that kind of stuff too. But we're, never, we're obviously never going to get that. Uh, Super League. I mean, the, Super like, League is really the most obvious question that, too. Yeah, it is. Super League. And I know we get a lot of that truth anyway. A lot of it's quite well documented. It's still mm. interesting stuff in there. And I also want to know the truth with, like, Wayne Bennett's first departure from the Broncos. Yeah. Many uh, many unanswered questions. Also, ask Mal about his political career. <laughs> that would be a short. That would be thirty seconds short thirty. Yeah. Uh, Thought I night FB. Which player currently playing Elso would you like to see put in the middle and let them work? Alternatively, which player would you like to see move from the middle to an edge to not work? Well, I want Pangai to stay on the edge if that counts. Mm-hmm. It doesn't. Would you like to see put in the middle and let them work? I don't know. If there's like anyone that I want to see transition from the edge to the middle. John Bateman's good everywhere. Could we see Luciano Leilua playing as a hooker? Mate, could, mate, Ben Hunt from the edge at halfback. I mean, to the he did, get, and he did get put there to work. <laughs> he did work nah, too he, much. That's why he took a rest. Put Manasse Fainu on an edge. See what happens. Yeah. Why not? I'm to think who I else? mean, he does have the body of a second rower. He actually as well. does. Yeah. Like, honestly, like he could play at centre. I wouldn't be against seeing Bill Kikau play in the middle because yeah, that's what he played in the twenties, just to see if he'd smash it up. Yeah, or not. pretty but damaging. He's great on the edge. Nah, I don't, I don't know. I too much of a challenge for Bill. Uh, regularly wrong Every player to play first grade this year Has to Sorry this year mm. Who wins field goal horse? Oh, probably Adam Reynolds I think I feel like it's If you've got the biggest boot mm. You'd win it Because you could, If you set it from 50 And someone else can kick it for 50 Yeah So Kyle Felt you're saying So it could be Kyle Felt Like TC has a massive boot on him For those ones Jake Clifford can cream one but if, uh, maybe maybe you take Reynolds though because you've just got. I confidence. think because he's got so like you see it with his bombs as well. He's got mm. so many weird kicks in his bag too. So like yeah, 
He'd be like, oh, you've got to kick it with the outside of your foot or something like that from the sideline. I know you yeah. probably, I reckon he'd probably bang Oh, wait, it. come on. Who's Bryce Cartwright? He's definitely done shit at training that no one else is there for. He's out there doing like back heel field goals. Probably. <laughs> Would have been Dave Taylor. We, I was going to say, if the Coltrane yeah. had played in the league this year, that'd be my pick. Or Chris Sandow. I was trying to, you know, those, those are my guys. Yeah. Uh, RCB Sharks. If Manly win this comp, does it elevate Dez into all-time great status? I think he's already there. But Dez, de- yeah, I I think there's a definite point to be made. I think he's already there. I think he's already... Mm-hmm. I mean, if you don't count Wayne as part of the current era because he's been around for several eras, Des is already the second best coach of this era. So. Yeah. Yep, true. So the people get too stuck on and it happened with Wayne and the Knights. The people were really hooked on that bad year and a half at the Bulldogs with Des. It's like He also made a grand final with a pretty shit-ass Bulldogs Two grand team. finals with yeah. a terrible team. Sorry, two, yeah. 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 He's good. Uh... How good is Rugby League Classic? What games aren't on there that should be? What's Rugby League Classic? What have I missed? I don't know what that is. It's a thing on KO. Is it? Not sure. It must be. Uh, unless that game Nathan Merritt kicked a field guns on there, I don't want to watch it. 97 Super League Grand Final. Oh. Uh, Paul Vaughan tackled old mate with his cooked finger. What's no, the didn't. most pain you've endured to keep playing? He cooked. In, he tackled him with his other hand. Yeah, but what's the most pain you've endured to keep playing? Um, I got hit in the head by a bouncer and ran two leg boys. Don't so get what? hit in the dick by football. Okay. I'm trying to think. It's good advice. Hmm. I've played, I played injured a lot Because I was an idiot Well what do they say If you don't play injured You'll never play at all Yeah um, My worst one was probably I played a game And we're playing a terrible team too And I broke all the toes In one of my feet And um, I came off the field And took my shoe off And my whole foot was red And my toes a little mangled And classic dad's like You'll be right Just put the shoe back on Put your shoe back on Went back on. We carved up some crap team But then the next uh, That night I went to like a mate's house For a sleepover Back when I was like 13 or 14 <laughs> And like dad was in denial anything wrong with my foot. I said that overnight. Next morning my foot was like round and purple. I couldn't yeah. walk. Had to go to the hospital. It was great. But Oof. Yeah, it was good. But I played through a torn quad before too. It was stupid. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Uh Corey Goats. Should the NRL implement a skip rule for clubs that have bad hoodoos against other clubs? If I could never play the storm again at Suncorp. Yes. Yeah, I'd agree. Dragons never play the storm again. I'd like to never go to Shark Park again. So yeah. Yeah. Uh, Simon Eel97 Is Luke Brooks A top 5 halfback No 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 I, I, like I'll go Let's go above He's him. pretty good But I mean no. DC is above him Cooper Cronk's above him Adam yeah. Reynolds is above him um, Sean Johnson Sean Johnson's above him yep. And Ben Hunt yeah, Probably Yeah I think it's probably fair He's definitely top half. I feel yeah. like he, he's... He might be sixth, actually. The best for Luke Brooks's career, like for me, where he sits now, is like be that fantastic... I think he's field. better than Nathan Cleary, for the record. Yeah, so do I. I think he said that during Origin. You know, I picked him my bloody Origin. You did, that's back. true. I think he's at that point, though. He'll, he's, he'll be the best second fielder, hopefully, if they find him a really good six. Yeah. I think Moses is better than him currently, too, unfortunately. Well, I'm probably. not sure no, about that. I'd agree with that, to be honest. He's I, killing I'd it. take Brooks over, over Moses. Yeah. I just... Yeah, I don't know, but they're close. Yeah, but that, you know, I think, but Brooks hasn't got that. Maybe um, they should play together. <laughs> he hasn't got that bit of the the attacking flair or something, or, or the dominance you'd want from a ma- your main playmaker. But you'd love to you'd pair him with a, with a better yeah. six. If you yeah, can. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, next question: Lachlan Hancock says, "Why do casual fans still think Luke Brooks sucks? Do they? Yes, they do. Oh, uh, okay. This is because it's NRL fans. It's always this perception's reality. And he was supposed to be the next Andrew Johns by now. Yeah, no, he's not. What's going on? But it's the same thing. Like remember that period again? Everyone thought Moylan was better than Tedesco because they were told he's better than Tedesco forever. That and was then, funny. Then Moylan played Origin sucked, and it's never been a thing since. But it just it just happens with some of these players. They they have this narrative shaped around them, and it sits there forever until one year it all clicks. Like again, Woods was called the best prop in Australia for years, and he just never was. People still think Matt Moylan's twenty one. 
Yeah, it's just that's what perception's reality in rugby league. People aren't really concentrating as much as you think they are. Yeah. Like, um, later, Jay, please rate the following Fox Sports presenters. So it was from one to six. Jeez, okay. No, one to seven. Oh, the bossy, Speedy, okay. Warren, yep. Braith, Gaz, Brandy, Blocker. Jesus. Okay. Uh, what's oh, the are we rating them at presenting? In order. Oh, wait, I think he says, and who okay. would you like to have a decent yarn or a few skinners? Oh, okay. Are well, we, that, are we rating them individually or are we rating one to seven? One to seven, right? So Vossi's number one, mm-hmm. obviously. Mm-hmm. Two's Warren Smith for me. Yeah, yeah. Yep, agreed. Three's Brandy. Yep. yep. Now we're getting dark. Uh, <laughs> okay, so you've got Braith, Gaznia, Blocker, and Speedy. Are we yes. going? Yeah, so we're going uh, to probably. Probably Speedy. Speedy's probably number four. And the. This then, is already in my intolerable territory. Then now. Braith? <laughs> yeah. Then Bungard's Gaz? Go, Bungard's gone to another and public then stage. I actually like Gaz the least because Blocker's an idiot, but like Blocker is like, doesn't but try like anything. He's, fun, but, he's a fun idiot. But he's what he is. He doesn't yeah. do anything but what he is. Whereas Gaz, every single trial that's scored ever, he overanalyzes all of them. It's all the best play ever. It's like everyone's tucked in behind somebody. Everyone drew someone in. There was respect here, recognition there, realization there. None oh. of it means anything. <laughs> They just we just went through the hands and they scored in the corner. Meanwhile, Blo- Blocker's doing a piece to camera and he's looking at like three rows back in the back back of the yeah. north stand at Cogger and he's like, "Oh, there's some people who have fallen over with beards." Yeah, like, mate, you're meant it. to be telling me what's going on in half an hour in this mate, game. Front rowers, how good are they? <laughs> Remember okay. the '80s? Yeah, I don't. I think. <laughs> <laughs> I think my favorite thing about watching the cricket, by the way, is the difference between the, uh, the analysis and the commentary. I know the analysis hasn't got the space in league like cricket has. They have like 12 hours to break down the game. Different. But I love when you can watch the cricket and you can go through an over and for like four balls, you hear nothing but the crowd yeah. and the bowler. Side note, why do people download like ambient apps to fall asleep to? Just watch an old cricket match. Yeah. Just watch an old test match. You fall asleep in 10 minutes. Yeah. Whereas in rugby league commentary now, it goes, the main caller calls the try first. The second guy calls the first replay. The third guy calls the third one. And then Andy Raymond comes in for the fourth one and he's like... Turns into from like Diver from Dummy Half into the greatest try of all time. And, they all, and then they all blame the rest. Yes. <laughs> it's just pile on. It, it, as you say, though, it, it, there was like genuinely like the fourth ball of an over early there yesterday, was, and no one had spoken since they came in for the ad. Yeah, I was like, was, is something a, wrong? There was a Pat Cummins over where I counted at four balls, and there's a couple, like a lot of time we get two balls without anyone talking. It's great. Uh, but obviously they're they much different analysis too. Like you know, they did biometrical comparisons between oh, Pat man. Cummins's hip and shoulder placement between 2015 and now. They did a thing about the wicket keeping stance and technique between uh, uh, Payne and Besto. Uh, Besto, but showing like the distance between their head at certain points in their stance and why Besto makes mistakes. Blah blah blah. Meanwhile, in rugby league, they pull up a photo of Cooper Cronk and Brody Croft and like. Hey, have you seen this? Have you guys seen this? <laughs> hey guys, this is the good shit. I can only imagine NRL physios watching this at home and just frothing over the biometrics as well. Yeah. Uh, and he asked who to have a beer with. Obviously, Vossi. I don't know. Vossi, Vossi would make you pay for the beer, though. He'd bring an FPOS machine. Yeah. That's where all the way. Different one? I'm not going to say it. Is it Braith? I was going to make a joke, but I'm not going to. Oh. Good man. Yeah. Thank you. His next question from Lachlan. If a team put 50 on the Cowboys, would Paul Green still complain the refereeing decisions affected his team performance? I mean, this has been happening since the dawn of time. War- <laughs> it happened yeah. literally this week. The Warriors lost by 700 points. But Paul Green is like the worst for it in the league currently. He did it again this week. Purely because Flano got... <laughs> Flano's no longer a coach. Yeah. And, oh no, Liam Power said, is Gaznia low-key a really good commentator? Liam, come on. S- such a shame to retire people live on the podcast. Uh, <laughs> Liam, you cancelled. Yeah, sorry, sorry. Liam. Can- cancel we appreciate culture. you listening, but also never Please listening. Please continue. <laughs> <laughs> don't, sh- don't say that. 
One star <laughs> iTunes review coming up. Yeah. Uh, Hamish Neal. Given there has been talk of relocating sides when there are terrible sides such as Sharks going to Perth, which regional areas should we send the Broncos to? Um, well, Brisbane needs a second team. So they can just... <laughs> no, hear me out. Hear me out. So they've just become the second Brisbane team until they're good again. There is, there is no first Brisbane team. <laughs> they're just not allowed to call themselves the Broncos until they're good again. So they have to be called like the Brisbane Bullets or something. And then we'll prime For time. a couple of years. Yeah, you only play at 5.30pm on a Saturday yep. and you play at Ballymore yep. until you're good again. No, you play at Cusack. Does that play at the athletics, Play at the athletics ground. Exist? Yeah. Okay. And then you're not allowed to be the Broncos or play at Lang Park again but, I mean, until you're good. You also have to make a logo that learn. is in the silhouette of the current Broncos logo because they're only <laughs> going to be taping over it with there duct you tape. That's if good. you're going to be the Bullets, you're going to have to be. It's you're going to have to be inventive. Shaped bullet. Yeah. That's good. Okay. And Mario Seegs here with the last two questions, and I can see them this week. Oh, wow, look at that! He's out of Twitter jail. Given the renaissance of Des Hasler and the seemingly magical things he's done at the club, is it time to send Trent Barrett to a regional area? Was Trent Barrett taking credit for Manly's success this year? Yes, did I miss that? Yep. He, today, good, he did it. He's stuff. like, I got Sirian out of reserve grade. Tommy Turbo played five games before I got there. And what was the other one? I can't remember, but it's just like yeah, it's just like when in 2015, Gus Gould gave credit to, to, to Anthony Griffin and then hired him for his jo- job when the Broncos made the grand final. It's like, no, no, that might have been the same squad on paper. But it isn't his squad anymore, mate. They're not the same bloody players that they left there. Mm. Like none of those, all these guys underperforming last year might be the same players, but they're not the same players. But also, players. being like Tommy Turbo played five games before I got there is kind of like I have eyes and have watched football. Yeah, I know. It's like yeah, on, when Paul Green got to the Cowboys, look Thurston, look this Thurston guy. You know, like, only two hundred games. He's the recruitment talent. manager that signed David Clemmer. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> okay. He's got the he's got the he's got the secrets they don't want you to know. Yeah, my God, it's like yeah, people trying to give credit to Seabold for debuting, like playing Payne Haas. Like, oh, okay, he got there. This guy was signed for six years. Good job. Then <laughs> um, he says, "Oh wait, I mean, is it now time to bring Sheenius back to a struggling club like the Fold Coast or Brisbane?" Let's do it. Put Sheenius I mean, on the Gold Coast. The Gold I'd Coast did. I mean, I know they just week. signed. A, I know they just signed a coach, but still. Well, do you not see the Gold Coast bench this week? People missed the Gold Coast bench this week. They went full Sheenius. They play Tyrone Peachy. Was Daniel Fitzhenry on there? No. Oh. Moiki Fodawaka fifteen. Branko Lee sixteen. Bryce Cartwright seventeen. That's a that's a very S- Tim Sheen's bench. The small man comes. Who's the back. current Daniel Fitzhenry? The gadget player that Tim Sheen's inexplicably loved for several years. Kurt Mann. Yeah. Yeah. Good answer. Kurt Mann might be worse though. I mean, Daniel Fitzhenry was an icon of the game. So. <laughs> he was. Uh, last question from Mario: Do you think there is a way to fix the stripping rule so it can remain, but also stop players from accidentally getting their arms stuck? It's a solo play the ball. Oh my lord! People's obsession with wrestling. Get over it. <laughs> slow the play the ball is like whatever. Of course, they're going to use trying to strip as a means to slow the play the ball, but the referees probably start penalising it more when it takes too long eventually. But mm. like, the play the ball is like faster than it's ever been. Get over it. Mm. <laughs> Nature seeks an equilibrium. This will all come to an end at one point. It's like yeah. wrestling was was really bad early 2010s and 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 the late thousands era with the storm and, and manly over there, whatever. But everyone now knows what it is. Everyone's combating it. They're all doing it. It's not as bad as you think it is. Mm. The game has like it really it legitimately again numbers are faster play the balls than ever. The balls in play more than ever. Get over it. What do we A couple want? of slow play the balls, whatever. Alrighty, yeah, yeah, whatever. A good, uh, a good yeah. note to end this podcast. And on, I mean, also, his other part of that question, we couldn't really change that though. That rule, right? How could you change this? I like it. Fine. No, I don't have a problem. The, the right. arm getting stuck in the play of the ball, like w- when you see somebody get the get their arm stuck between the ball and someone's chest or someone's like bicep, just just pull the, put your pull your arm out, and if they lose the ball in the play of the ball, well, if they if penalize it's too them. Too slow, and you, as you said in your quotes, penalize it as well. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's what we're here for. Penalties. Um, 
If people could give us some iTunes reviews, not low ones. Not oh, so, sorry. sorry to whomever some we, we said don't Hellman listen to the podcast. You. No, <laughs> you're uncancelled. I apologise. Um, but no, seriously, if we we haven't got a few, we haven't asked for them in a while, but they are very helpful in sort of getting us sort of to a bigger audience. Um, yeah, we, so, yeah, I feel like um, just did just diss Mario a little bit. Mario does. Uh, I think he makes a new account every time we ask and does it for us. So that's that's good from him. <laughs> He's a good man. He, good man. he has also appeared in the Sydney Morning Herald as one of my case studies in as the he? past. Yeah, was it about sandals? It was about strawberries. It was about strawberries. Strawberries. Yeah, mm. fruit prices being different outside of Sydney than in Sydney. Oh, that is a boomer story and a half, mate. Boomers me. read the paper, mate. Hey, people up up in arms about it too. Oh, look, who knows? This it was wasn't during the, the great avocado shortage of twenty nineteen. I was going to say this wasn't the strawberry story I thought you were going to write. Oh. Perspective <laughs> of boomers, like put a bullet in my mouth, <laughs> just put one through me. Listen, it's been a it's been an interesting year of writing non sports related content. But um, yeah. Get right. to the end of it. It's that's one thing. Like, I, you know, as we mentioned earlier, I'm getting married to a, a girl who grew up in Siberia. Like, grew up in poverty, studied to get out of there to use the scholarship to get out of there. Got into China, or whatever, living there, studied again, the scholarship to stay in China, whatever, whatever. The problems in her life about fifteen times of mine. So, like, when she comes to Australia, here, my mum complained about someone who was too long in the visitors' parking. She's like, "This is great. <laughs> How good are boomer problems?" Or mum complaining too rich to get the pension. Gee, your life's tough, isn't it? <laughs> geez, you own a house and a car. Geez, it's tough being you. You got too much money, you get the pension. Oh, geez, that's hard. Anastasia's going to tell about how pension pension earns you in Russia. <laughs> but it's all, yeah, no, it's just it's just hilarious. Like you know, I went to dinner at Frankie's house yesterday. In a, you know, Mum put on a great spread. It was great. But the Channel Nine news came on. I haven't watched that in a long time. And boy. The boomers are not happy. Excuse, excuse me, please uh, don't listen to this man. Please continue to enjoy <laughs> Channel Nine and yeah. all of the great programming on Mate, Channel Nine. I'm telling you, the kids had a party. There was one. Of the, there was a story, there and it was too loud. <laughs> that the, the, the Channel Nine la- last night was legit- legitimately like a catalogue of four car crashes, and one of them was someone dro- ro- drove into a pole. Yeah. It's like cool. I was can one also of them the highlights from the Titans Roosters game. No, oh, there, there was okay. there was that. There was the uh, kids had a party that was bad. They cancelled some buses in the northwest. Old people can't get to the shops. That's bad. Metro is bad. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> immigrants sneaking into the country Bad They, do, they were doing dodgy stuff to How many in. stories about doll bludgers? They closed the ring down oh, No doll bludgers yet But no. that, that was bad Which you should also watch If you're not over <laughs> 60 continue to watch all Channel 9 programming Things under 60 and not wide bad okay. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much it Hang on That's that's us Shit Yeah that's it We're bad Sorry though And on that note Which I think is perfect to end on Gentlemen it's been a pleasure as always Bye everyone And we'll see you next week
whisper, we're sitting on the ground, and we whisper, we turn our music down, we're sitting.